And as I go live on the other platforms, just give me a second. Hello, everyone. You should all be able to see and hear me loud and clear, I hope. So welcome. Let me know in the chat which parts of the world you're from, because it helps me just tailor things that much better. Uh, we're going to talk about trading. So this webinar is very much about trading as opposed to about uh, investing, two very different things, okay? This is about trading. Investing is about holding things for 12 months. Buy and hold trading is about going long the market, short the market. Uh, and we're going to, some of the things we're going to look at in this webinar is some of the inside tips from hedge funds. What is we do that private investing can copy. There's not much you can copy from what they do, but there are some good uh, approaches, processes, strategies. And I've got people from Malta, London, Trinidad and Caribbean. Oh, thank you. Uh, that's wonderful. Uh, Hornchurch as well. So we're going to look at everything from currency. And I've set up a retail uh, platform to have a look at various things and and i've timed this uh, around now because we fully expect it to be a volatile time uh, in the markets because it's one o'clock uk time um so the americans will be gearing up to panic or whatever it is they do at around this time uh, and they have been doing for the last few days so the idea is i will on this retail platform show you uh and and this is independent of any broker so you don't need to be affiliated to any particular broker and all this data is live real time and completely free uh and many brokers offer this by the way uh at live real time and completely free you might think, why would they offer all this data and all this stuff for free and the reason they offer it for free is because they want you to trade through them so many brokers offer it uh anyway i'll come to all of the platforms later so we'll, we'll go through everything we'll go through uh uh things such as Tesla, for instance, and, and, and everything else as well, uh, from Amazon to the S&P 500, NASDAQ, Ethereum, Sterling, New Zealand dollar. I don't care what I trade or what I make my money on. Bitcoin, Apple, Sterling, Canadian dollars, FTSE 100. That's a good mix. I've picked a good mix. Sorry, you should see also in this, there's a whole lot more I could have chosen. Uh, hello, Athens. Fantastic. We've got somebody from Athens as well, uh, as well as, as I said, Malta as well. So I don't care what it is. You can see all these instruments over. Oh, what am I doing? What an idiot. I've not shared my other screen. Let me just share my screen so you're not just looking at me. Uh, let me share the screen. There we go. Share, share, you see. So what I was going to say is we're going to look at all of these things that you can see on the screen. And I'll explain all this in simple language and it'll be simplified. So don't worry if you, even if you're a beginner. We're gonna go through everything from sterling, as I said, to Amazon, S&P 500, NASDAQ, Tesla, Euros, because we are like a supermarket. We don't care what we sell as long as somebody will buy it and we don't care how what we trade in and we're making money, okay? And there's a lot to choose from. We can't look at all of these things. So I'll narrow down how and what we choose through all of these things. I know some of you are going to get excited. You're going to go, Riot, Riot, I want to know about Riot. Everyone's talking about it. Palantir, everyone's talking about it. Copper, oil, uh, all of these things. Don't worry. We will cover a more strategic way of looking at everything. So you're not just chasing your tail and you're certainly not chasing news constantly and trying to gamble on the markets or guess which way things go. And I'll give you an insight into how things actually work as well. Important piece of information. This is not individual advice because I don't know you individually. So I can't possibly give you individual advice. The next checklist uh, is this. Close the doors. Make sure it's quiet. Make sure no one else is using broadband. Otherwise, the webinar just will uh, not work at your end. 
notepad, please, on which you've written Making Money. All trading is risky, but we're here to make money. Or as David Kite, one of my mentors uh, in my very first book, Mind of a Trader, it's not a plug for the book. Uh, uh, one of the things he said was, uh, what he said to me was, we're here to make money. And he's one of the legendary traders. So when I wanted to get into trading, I, as you will all know, because uh, I've said the story a billion times, I uh, met and interviewed 10 of the world's leading traders. Uh, that's when I was a student at university. That allowed me to get mentored by them. The Financial Times then published that book, Lessons in Trading Strategy from the World's Leading Traders. Might have a trade. Don't buy the book. I'm going to give you the best bits in this webinar uh, as well. He was one of them. David Cut, we're here to make money. And, you know, it's the first time I'd ever heard somebody, uh, an English person, talk about money because I always thought it was one of those things you've just never said. You know, how obscene to talk about money. Surely that's just for the lower classes to talk about something as filthy as money. Surely it's just inherited. Uh, and it was great because I grew up in a small town in uh, Armley, uh, in Leeds called Armley, and um, uh, we didn't have money and I didn't have a silver spoon. So it was great that you could actually meet people who wanted to get ahead in the world and their job was to make money. Uh, and that's what he said. And I learned so much from him and the others who I'll talk about. Uh, they taught me how to trade because after all, that was the whole point of meeting them, lessons in trading strategy. And when I got Financial Times to publish the whole darn thing, it really helped my um uh, uh, my ability to um trade as well bring in investors and all the rest of it so watch to the end i'll make sure you get lots of free gifts including training materials free books uh and i've got i've got about i think it's about 10 trading books to give you for free they're all digital i can't mail them all out they're all online and digital so wait watch to the end and i'm going to give you 10 trading books I really like, all completely free, okay? Uh, so you're going to get that as well. And I've never done that before, never done that before. So I'm really excited about that, and I'll make sure I do that. Uh, so let's first of all talk about the problem with trading and what people are getting wrong, okay? Some of you are total beginners, you've never done it. Some of you just want to know how did it. Some of you are my dear old friends who have been doing it for years, okay? And, and I've told you this before. There's There's four types of losing traders, and there's one type of winning trader. Now, how do I know... It's four types of losing traders and one type of winning trader. It's because this, 80% of people lose money trading. How do I know this? Because the FCA regulator tells brokers, you've got to disclose this on your websites. So if you go to any brokerage website like IG Index, CMC, Saxo, uh, City, uh, City Index, any of those, they've got to tell you how many of their traders lose money. And it's usually about 80%. Sometimes it's 75%, but it's 80%, okay? That and logic tells us that four out of five traders are in the losing category and one is in the winning. So what are the losers doing? What are the winners doing? That's my job. Okay, to tell you that. I'm going to break that down. Then I'm going to, going to break down what we're looking at at the moment, some of the strategies to adopt to ensure you're not in the losing category. So my job is to put you into the 20% who are winning, get you out of the 80% who are losing and give you a business plan and a process so you can do this with a day job or outside of a day job or full-time as you wish. But we'll do the business plan in this as well. Okay, and I'm giving these insights. And some people think, why do you get these insights? Well, guess what? I've already published them in my books and I've got 17 other books I've published. And the reason I wrote those books is because I needed to learn when I was a student. And the best way to learn is to write the darn thing. Okay, meet the people, interview them, and then write the books. Um, and then that allowed me to set up the fund, which I set up about 16 years ago. And the profile allowed me to raise capital from institutions. So investors in my fund include the founder of Cobra Beer, the founder of New Look, uh, Aegon, AXA, the two pension funds, uh, and um, the uh, Hungarian Sovereign Wealth Fund. 
don't ask me. I'll take money from anyone. Hungarian sovereign wealth fund. God bless them. Uh, so this is where we're going to start off. Let's just let's just go into this, okay? So you, let's say the price is at a hundred, and and you go along, and this is the praying trader. Uh, uh, he's one of the one of the four types of losing traders, and he says, "Oh, it's going to go to two hundred. Alpesh, going to go to the moon. Going to go to the moon." Uh, but he puts a stop loss at 80 just in case it doesn't. Doesn't want his money locked up for too long. And he does 100 trades. And you can do this experiment, by the way, at home if you wish. Uh, and 10 of those will indeed go up uh, to uh, uh, 200. And they'll make you a, a, a 10 times 100, which is 1,000. Okay. And sadly, 90 of those will go down 20. And you will have a net loss of 800. Now, don't take my word for it. Do it as an experiment yourself. If you wish, do it with a demo account, preferably, because you don't want to experiment with real money, do you? That'd be stupid. Then the next type of trader is the nervous trader. So the nervous trader says, oh, but you're right. I learned from that last praying trade. I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, make my ambitions a bit smaller. So I'll just put the stop, uh, I'll put the target at, let's say about 120, they say. And I'll put the stop loss a bit tighter because obviously I noticed that stop losses get hit. Why take a big, big loss when you can take a small one? So they do this and they say to themselves, let's do 100 trades. And again, do this experiment if you wish. And 10 of those will indeed go up and you'll make your $200 and 90 will drop uh, uh, and get knocked out by the stop loss. And they'll have a net return of minus 250. Okay, so then we come to the third category of losing trader. And this person says, aha, I saw what the other two were doing wrong, Alpesh. They had stop losses, the idiots. No, no, no. Diamond hands, hold on forever. Who needs a stop loss? So this person says it's at 100, it's going to the moon. And they do 100 of these trades, and 10 of those will indeed go up, and that'll be fine. 90 of those trades uh, will basically, after a long period of time, end up down somewhere, and the person will get frustrated, and you know the years go by, and it's still not doing anything, and they'll end up with a loss. Because sooner or later, they'll say, "Screw this for a, a game of soldiers. Uh, let's get the hell out of here." So that's the other type of uh, losing trader. We call them the dreamer, okay? And they're his statistics, and you can look this up yourself. And like I said, do the experiment yourself, see what happens. Then you've got the fourth and final category of losing trader, the scalper. He says, well, I see why you would need a stop loss. Let's turn everything on its head, though, Alpesh. I've seen where the others have gone wrong. Um, let's make the target really small, easy to hit, obviously, Alpesh. And let's put the stop loss a bit further away because we want to make sure that we give ourselves some room, but not an infinite amount of room. So they do 100 trades, and guess what happens? 80 of those do indeed go up. So you'll have 80 winning trades. You feel like a genius. I am a god of the market. Move over, George Soros. Move over, all you hedge fund managers. Look at me. I am a legend, they will say, because they had their take profit very low. And 20 of those trades will be losing. Okay? You should all be able to see that on screen. Uh, again, don't take my word for it. You do the maths yourself. It's like me saying to you, coins do heads 50% of the time. Don't take my word for it. Go toss a coin and see what happens. Do 100 tosses, see what numbers you come to. Okay, so it's 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 a good way to do that. All right. Um, and we're talking trading on this, Jitesh, but I'll answer your questions about SIPs and pay um, uh, a little bit later. Um uh, but yes, the answer to your question very briefly, Jitesh, is yes, is the answer. Most definitely yes. Uh, net return, that's negative. So what's the winning trader doing? What are what do all the hedge funds in the world have in common? Because there's a lot of uh, false knowledge out there. Well, the false knowledge is just untrue. I mean, it's just not even knowledge, is it? It's just 
BS out there. So what are the 20% of traders who are actually making money doing? What is it that they're doing? Well, they're doing this. Again, I don't want you to take my word for it. Uh, you don't even have to read my book to find out this is what they're doing. You don't have to read George Soros's book, The Alchemy of Finance, and his diary at the back, which shows this is what they're doing. Or Jim Simons's uh, biography. Uh, he's one of the most successful hedge fund managers in the world. You don't have to read any of that to know this is what they're doing. So what is it they're doing, Alpesh? Well, they might say 100, and they may well say, well, it could go up, could go down right? That's not very useful. 100 trades, do that. And guess what? You just find a new way of not making any money. Net return of zero. All a hedge fund is trying to do is go from 50-50, which is a coin toss, to a little bit better. Now, not even 60-40, to be honest, 51-49. But just take my word for it for a second, because you all think we have some kind of crystal ball and witchcraft, which allows us to be right 100% of the time. That's wrong. We're not, we're, we don't have those crystal balls, I'm afraid. You might think you're market manipulators. That's why you're right all the time. Well, for a start, we're not right all the time. And if we're manipulating the markets, we usually end up in prison, okay? Because it's a criminal offense to do that. And if you don't believe me, just Google market manipulation and you'll see some new stories of people who've just been arrested this past week for market manipulation, all right? Now, all trading is about is just going from 50-50 to a little bit better. So how do we put those odds in our favor? And that gives us a marginal return, okay? A slight gain. How do we go from there to being a hedge fund manager? How do we go from there to adding a bit more income? Now, remember, in all my webinars, as I always say, our goal is not to be right 100% of the time. Our God is right 100% of the time. Son of God, 90% of the time. Grandson of God, 80% of the time. We're just trying to be right a bit better than a coin. Well, that's a bit modest, Alpesh. Well, I'm afraid that's reality. You can look up what actually happens in the real world. Look up Jim Simons, Renaissance technologies. Google, how often is he right? And you'll see it's about 51% of the time. That's it. I wish I could be right 100% of the time. I don't know all the money in the world. If I could be right as much as people on TikTok uh, uh, advertise their right in their trading, they would have cornered the market in money. As you can imagine, the world can't be the case that somebody has a time machine or a crystal ball to be right that often. Okay. So that's Lesson number one. So if that's the case, and there's this natural constraint, which confound it, is stopping me from becoming a trillionaire tomorrow, because if I was going to be right all the time, I would just uh, uh, leverage up to the hilt my money. I'd sell my mother-in-law, put her on eBay, and get as much cash as I can for her, and put that on the market, because I'm going to be right 100% of the time, aren't I? It doesn't work like that. So our goal is going to be, first of all, first of all, we're not trying to get millions each month. My goal with anybody I'm teaching to train, that includes people in my head from when I hire new new hires out of university, and we hire them out of university, not out of Goldman Sachs, because they're a lot cheaper out of university, okay? And we don't have the billions that Goldman Sachs has to hire and pay for those people. But that's fine. We've got a better profit margin. Uh, so what we do when we're training those people up is we say to them, right, um, uh, uh, your goal is to try and make 500 a month, 500 pounds or $500. Now you might say, why not millions? Well, wait a minute, they're learning. So I'm going to give them $1,000 of my capital. I can't give them client monies. I'm going to give them my money. And if it's my bloody money, I'm not giving it to some teenager straight out of university, well, young 20-something straight out of university. Uh, so they're going to get, first of all, a demo account. They're going to get a $1,000 account. They're told, right, try and make 500 a month. 500 a month consistently uh, uh, some months you'll make more, some months you'll make nothing uh, or less. So that's the goal. We're only looking to add 500 a month 
um, uh, uh, 500 a month is the difference for most people between rich and poor. It's the difference between paying down credit cards and not. When I was in my 20s, it was all the money in the world anyway. Okay, so why then does trading look like gambling to the 90% of people or 80% who are losing? Because traders do this, okay, and gamblers do this. Traders are professional. Gamblers are not. They both exist in the market, which is why my wife often thinks trading is gambling until I explain to her, here's the difference. Okay, a gambler trades big money relative to the capital. So they'll put a lot of their capital at risk. That's a gambler. A trader trades a small position relative to their capital. And I'll give you the business plan and the maths of this in this webinar. And the reason they trade a small position relative to capital is because they know they're not going to be right all the time. A gambler thinks they're always going to be right. Gamblers are idiots. A trader does a lot of small trades. Why? Because he knows he's not going to be right all the time and therefore wants to start small. A gambler does a few big trades. And by the way, when I met the world's leading traders, and let me tell you this, imagine you're a student like I was, and you're meeting Bill Lipschitz, Global Head of Foreign Exchange Trading at Salomon Brothers, the largest trader in the world. His boss is Warren Buffett. Salomon's means an unlimited line of credit, okay? So I'm meeting on the proofs in the book, okay? I'm meeting, guess what I want to know? I want to know, Bill, how do I get rich trading? He knew He knew I wanted to know. When I interviewed David Kite, David, I want to know, how do I get rich trading? That's why I met him. He knew, you know, Martin Burton, how do I get rich? Bernard Opperty, how do I get rich? John Najarian, they're all in the book. How do I get rich trading? And that's what I asked them. And I thought every single one of them was going to say, oh, yeah, we've got, we got, we got big balls we have. I mean, today they'd say diamond handle. Uh, we just go in big, large, when we think it's going to go in our way. And that's what we do. They don't speak like that, but, you know. They didn't. I was really shocked. Every single one of them said is, actually, we do small trades and a lot of them because we've got to protect the downside. Uh, protecting the upside is not a problem. We've got to protect the downside. We've still got to be here tomorrow. Okay. Uh, every single one of them that I met followed a particular type of trading, which is uh, trend following. Sorry, with the exception of Bernard Opperty, he did um, merger arbitrage, which is something else, but I won't go into that now. Um, Gamblers step in front of market reaction by trying to guess the news. What gamblers do is they don't follow a market trend. They get in ahead of time saying, this is what's going to happen next. They're trying to predict. They're trying to forecast. That's gambling. I don't want to gamble whether or not uh, uh, the president of the United States is going to do a tweet and move the markets. I'm not gambling on that. Forget about it. Okay. A, a trader, a professional, never adds to a losing position. Every single one of the hedge funds I know never adds to losing positions. Losers add to losers. Write that down. Losers add to losers. Remember, we're talking about trading here, not investing. That's completely different. Investing is buy and hold for 12 months. Trading is in and out over a number of days, two or three days, okay? Uh, traders never add. To, losers add to losers. I want you to write that down. Write down losers add to losers. I didn't come up with that. One of the greatest hedge fund legends of all time came up with that, okay? A gambler adds to their losing position. Now, you know that already. Now, that's what gamblers do right? Uh, and I'm going to show you mathematically in this webinar why our, uh, traders do things like this and not what gamblers do. A trader starts in a small size in a trade and then adds to it if the trend makes it more profitable. So he takes the profits he's made and adds to that position. In other words, winners add to winners. Write that down. Winners add to winners, okay? And I've got proof of that from every hedge fund I know, which is successful, they add to their winning trades. They start small, they add to winners because they don't know whether it's going to go in their direction or not. And if it goes against them, then guess what? If they started big, they'd lose big, wouldn't they? A gambler starts big and takes small profits because he started big. So he panics at the sight of a tiniest profit, which could have gone on and on and on. And if they get a loss, then they add to the loss. Guess what? Gamblers lose. A trader places a stop loss just outside the range of market noise 
So they clearly know when the strategy is not working. So they know they're not going to get stopped out by market noise, but they're going to get stopped out if there is a definitive move against them. And I'll show and explain the maths of that in a second. A gambler doesn't have a stop loss or it's very far away because they hate losing. Well, we all hate bloody losing, but you're never going to win if you're afraid of losing. Okay. And you want to make sure your losses are small and quick. You fail fast. Okay. And so your strategy has got to be based on that. So this is what I'm going to break down for you in this. And let me know in the chat if you're enjoying this, because I love a bit of feedback, please. Okay. I'd love a bit of feedback, please. That's always nice to have, if you don't mind. Uh, always good to know uh, if I'm going too fast, too slow or whatever else. Uh, a trader has a string of losing trades that won't impact their their um, account much. Why? Because they started small. So if they throw tails, call tails a loss, uh, if they have a string of tails, we can all get a string of losses, then it's not going to impact their, their position. Whereas a gambler, even if they lost three trades in a row, which could happen, you could throw three tails, their account would be down between 10 to 50%. And if your account's down 50%, with the remaining capital, you've got to get 100% return. You've got to double your money. Okay? Think about it. How likely is that going to happen? No, you're gambling, you're gambling, you're gambling. Thank you, thank you all. Uh, thank you very much, Anil, Michael, everyone else. Okay, so let's do a quick business plan. Now, I did this for my wife, because my wife said, Alpesh, don't bore people. She's 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 a novice to trading. She goes, all people really want to know is how quickly can I make a thousand pounds? And you can use multiples of that if you wish, but let's just assume. She goes, listen, Alpesh, don't bore them. All they really want to know, forget all this, you know, who you met, which traders you met, and blah, 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 me, 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 me. All they really want to know is how quickly can I make a thousand pounds? How do I do it? Cut to the chase, Patel. We don't want to know about your life story. So I created this business plan for her. I said, you know what? You're a bloody genius. Let's cut to the chase. Let's say you do 20 trades in a month, which is about one a day. Okay. One a day. Um, and, and why have I said one a day? Because quality over quantity. Write that down. In anything in life, success is quality over quantity. So let's say you win just 60% of the time, which is just a bit better than a coin. You win a bit better than a coin. That's reasonable. Let's be reasonable. Let's not be everything's going to the bloody moon because I found a crystal ball, right? So you win 60% of the time. That's 12 trades out of 20, isn't it? 60% equals out of 20 is 12 trades, okay? So now we're getting a business plan. Let's say you make 45 pips or points. doesn't matter what the product or instrument is. We'll come to that in a second. And I've got some retail ones set up. I feel like Blue Peter here or some I made earlier. But we'll come to this in a second. These are all live prices, okay? It's 1322. And uh, if you want to look it up, sterling against New Zealand dollar. We're short on that. And it is one spot 93, okay? Um, and I'll come to why did we get uh, uh, why do we get in here? Why does that green arrow show a buy? Why does the red arrow show a sell there? And why are we gone short and sold out <clears throat> and we're short on it? And why did I pick sterling New Zealand dollar? Okay, you want to know that? And why did I pick the 30-minute bars? Uh, if I've got a day job or you're a student, how the hell do you do that? Well, that was 17th of March and that exit was on the 18th. That was on the 19th. Uh, in other words, it's not every single 30 minute bars. You can easily do a day job because that's 18th in and you're out on the 19th. That takes a whole day apart. OK, so people wrongly think oh, I should have daily charts because I've got a day job and the word day is in both. No, that's stupid. Right. So let's say you make 45 points when you win and 45 when you lose. Right. So it moves up 45 cents or 45 pips or points. doesn't matter what you call it. Everything is buying low, selling high, or selling high, buying low, isn't it, in the markets? Remember, you, me, George Soros, all the people in the world, all the billionaires and all the people who are just regular folk, they've only got two decisions to make. One is when to buy and the other one's when to sell. There's only two decisions. So how the hell, if you've only got two decisions, 
Mr. Patel, how come 80% lose money? Well, just ask my wife. She says to me, you've only got one decision to make and you could still mess it up. Okay, yeah. So you've only got two decisions, when to buy, when to sell. How come 80% lose money, right? Because we know the same data, the same prices pretty much go to you, me, and George Soros. They see the same trends. They see it go up. So it's not that they've magically manipulated the market. It's not that they got in before you. They only had the same decision to make and the same staff. I'm showing you the exact same data. How come somebody's become a billionaire and somebody hasn't? Of course, the amount of capital they have, which is outside of any of our control, it's inheritance or whatever, that's a big factor. But let's get the first thing right. I don't care about capital. I care about, let's learn the skills first. So what are the skills? So you've got this. So we've got this business plan, all right? Um, and... Then the next step in the business plan for my wife was this. So 12 winning trades, eight losing trades. Net, that's four winning trades at 20, i.e. you win a net of four times 45 pips, i.e. 180 pips. Got it? That makes sense for a business plan. And this is a business plan for all of you watching this. You know, grab a pen and paper and say, okay, this is a good starting point. I'll push. I see what we're doing. We're simplifying things. This could be a career-changing business plan, but at least I'll understand the mechanics of how trading works and how people make money. So how do you make a thousand dollars? Because that's what my wife asked me. That's all the people or all your audience bloody cares about, Alpish. So what if you see I said to her that you you gotta then ask yourself, what if I had three consecutive losing trades? Okay, because this is a business. And by the way, all trading is a business. Trading is the best business in the world. It's the best entrepreneurial venture in the world because there's no office space. There's no employees. There's no warehouses. There's no insurance needed. And you can switch it on and off when you want. And you can start with a demo account. So there's no working capital needed to start with anyway. So you start with a demo account to learn the skills. A bit like learning to drive. You learn to drive first. Then you worry about buying the flashy car and going on the motorway. First of all, you learn to drive in a driving instructor's bloody car in a car park at Tesco's. Okay. You don't say, oh, I'm going to go drive for Ferrari down the motorway on day one you'll crash and die and think driving's for idiots uh, uh, so the first thing we've got to do in this great business of ours called trading which is what excited me about it when i was at university is wow i've got the three f's of life that i want uh, uh, which is fulfillment because i'm i get all the 100 percent of the rewards of what i'm doing fun because I enjoyed it, and 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 uh, <clears throat> that was important. And funds, funds or money, because it was I didn't have money as a student, and it gave me that. So let's get into this, okay? How do you make a thousand? What if you had three consecutive losing trades? So the next thing then becomes, well, okay, if I had three consecutive losing trades, that would mean I'd lose one hundred thirty-five points because three times forty-five is one hundred thirty-five. Okay, so if uh, and I'm explaining this to my wife over the kitchen table. What if? You only want to lose 20% of your total capital if you have three consecutive losing trades. You obviously don't want to lose 100% of your trading capital if you have three losing trades because you could easily have three losing trades. You could throw uh, tails three times in a row. We know this. That can happen. All right? So we've got to be limited by that factor that we don't want to lose all our money after just three trades unless you're an idiot or a gambler. And we already established we don't want to be gamblers. So what if you only want a maximum of, say, 20%? loss if you have three consecutive losing trades. Well, if after three losses, you want a maximum of 20% uh, loss, okay, uh, on your 1K capital, that means you only want to lose $200 because you only had $1,000 to start off with. So then each trade would have to be $200 divided by 135, which is $1.50 per point, right? Remember, per point or percent. Now, any broker, whether it's spread betting CFDs or trading in stocks or uh, currencies, it can all be translated into dollars or pounds per point. So every tick or point that the instrument moves, if Microsoft moves a cent or sterling or dollars move one point, it's dollars per point. It can all be translated. And we can talk about that in the Q&A if you don't know how that works. But that's pretty straightforward. Okay, you can easily learn that. 
so it's one dollar fifty because if you then had three consecutive losing trades, i.e., 135 points you lost, you would have lost two hundred dollars, which is twenty percent of your total capital. All right. But equally, if it's $1.50, then if you had 180 pips profit, which is over 20 trades, what it should average out at, remember, we said, then you'd have $270 profit in a month. Now, you might tweak this and say, no, actually, I'm worried that I, I, I don't even want to lose 20% after three losing trades. I want to lose only 10% after, if I have 10 consecutive losing trades, that's fine. You're more risk averse. You just scale back your position size. Simple, easy. And if you said, no, I'm a real gambler, Alpesh. I don't mind losing 100% and my home and losing my spouse if I have three losing trades. That's fine. Leave the webinar now, please. Um, okay, so let's go back to sensible. 180 pips profit times $1.50 is $270 profit in the month. There it is. There's the maths. Okay, now... Hang on, therefore, you'd need four months in order to make $1,000, which is what my wife wanted to know. How long does it take? Okay. And I said to her, that's what it would take. But wait on, let's calm down a bit. If you doubled your risk, then she got greedy and she goes, that's great. And you did $3 a point. Never trust any broker that wants you to do a, a, use their own. Uh, never trust anybody, by the way, who says, only use my brokerage and you've got to do a pound a point. That's too much risk or a dollar a point. What they're doing is they're getting kickbacks from the broker and they know you're going to lose money because they're forcing you into it and they want to get your, uh, they want you to, uh, uh, they want to get those kickbacks earlier from the broker. So if anybody says to you, you have to use this minimum, uh, if you're using our software, you've got to use one pound a point, right? They're ripping you off because what they're doing is they've got a kickback arrangement with the broker. It should always be broker independent so you can pick the broker you want because it's the best way to protect yourself. Uh, otherwise, they've got the arrangement with the broker and the broker's going to screw you. Uh, right. So three dollars. Well, if you did three dollars a point, then it'd be two times 20 percent, 40 percent down. You would be after three losing trades. That's nuts. That's gambling territory. But yes, you could make a thousand dollars in two months. Now, this is the point at which you work out the difference between risk and reward and your own risk appetite. Because a lot of you say, I'd love to have a thousand dollars in two months, 500 a month. But I don't want to be down 40% after three losing trades. So I'm going to ease back these numbers and say, well, I don't mind being down 10% after five losing trades. I'm going to do smaller sizes and it'll take me longer to make money. Do you see the trade-off between risk and reward on the mathematics of it all? That's how it works. That's how it works. Okay. And the bottom line is, I don't care how quickly you make the money. And I'll tell you why. I care you learn the skills for this reason. If you can make a thousand, then you've got the skills to make two. If you can make two, you can make four. If you can make four, you can make eight, right? The bigger problem of getting more capital from friends, family, parents, that's a different problem for another day. Let's focus on getting the skills right first, not how quickly can we make the money. Let's just get the skills right. Like learning to drive. Let's just make sure you're safe on the roads first. Then we'll worry about is mummy and daddy going to buy me a big car, flash one, and when am I going to be a billionaire? Right. That's a later problem. By the way, by the way, um, and I better speed up a bit because I'm a bit slow. Um, can I right at the end tell you some technology my hedge fund has um, spun out, which we want to float on the stock market um, and we want a big retail following for it as well. So I want to tell you about it because we want to float the technology on the stock market. Can I do that in the last 10 minutes? I, I ask for your permission because sometimes I give people all this wonderful content. I give them free trading books, all of this. And in the last 10 minutes, I talk about some things that my hedge fund are doing and they just get really annoyed that I talked about myself. 
So if you don't mind, just put yes in if that's okay with you, uh, if I do that right at the end. Um, this is the major problem at the moment. This came up on my Facebook page. I've told you this before. That's my Facebook page. Uh, I think this numpty, I might be being sexist. This numpty is teaching this young lady, I think it's a lady, uh, uh, using these six screens, what a wonderful trader he is. Well, that's just really prehistoric. It looks clever. You can buy as many screens as you want for 100 pounds from Amazon. This is the dinosaur way of trading. Nobody's a screen slave. Nobody needs to, retail clients don't need to have six screens. If you work in an investment bank, you're going to have six screens because you're going to monitor a lot of stuff. By the way, for those of you wanting to know, I showed you Tesla earlier. Um, yeah, I mean, the markets of, I mean, it wasn't, didn't take a genius to tell you that it's going to go lower. Um, that's the, that's the down arrow for shorts. Uh, and our short is getting even shorter. So we'll keep an eye on it. Tesla's now at 644. Uh, we were short at 690. So that's 50 points since the 16th of March, which is what, three days ago. So in three days, that's 50 points, which is, um, Quite a nice return. Thank you very much. We'll see if it keeps falling even more as we progress during the course of the webinar. And we'll go through some of the other um, trades as well. Uh, sterling's falling as well uh, against the dollar. And that's down there. But we'll, we'll go through all of this and I'll explain more of the stuff and how and why. And you can do the same and get the data for free as well. Um, interestingly, Apple's rising, um, which is fine. We'll come to that. Okay. Now, these are the biggest problems you've got. Your retail clients, as I used to be, and these are news headlines. Algo trading dominates 80% of the stock market. How are you going to compete with that? Completely bizarre stock moves. These traders scratching heads. Listen, we don't even understand stock price moves. That's why we leave it to computers and algorithms. And if you've Heard me say it on the BBC. I've said it a million times when I do the newspaper reviews. We've got an audience of 300 million worldwide on this one, okay, because we hit China in the afternoon. So we get a big, massive audience um, on this and, and, and India and all the rest of it. Actually, it's not going to be China anymore, uh, but certainly get India and Australia and all the rest of it. Uh, is is this. The, it's algorithms. We use algorithms now. We're not trying to forecast the market. We're riding the trend. So I'm going to share with you some of the things that we do. And in case you're thinking, oh my God, you're going to share with us the secret recipe to Coca-Cola and KFC. No, that's not it. I'm going to show you some best practice that you can adopt. Uh, uh, and I'll show you the rules of one of, we have 10 strategies in the hedge fund. I'll show you the rules of the one which Bill Lipschitz taught me. Uh, he was the one in the book, remember, one in the book, uh, one of the 10 in the book, uh, because, well, he taught me, and it's not mine to um, own, uh, and uh, it worked. Um, therefore, my problem became the same with all hedge funds. Our problem is always, how do we get more capital from pension funds institutions? So let's, let's look at how do we overcome that problem, all right? Now, I know we've got a lot of New Year's resolutions, and I know we're in March. Um, that's, that's, that's the one I'm going to try and help. Pay off debt, save money if I can. All trading is risky and there's no guarantees that can happen, right? So what is it? What is it? This is what we're going to do, right? There's the buy. How do we know when to buy? Uh, uh, how do we know when to buy? Now, you'll notice trader one, oh, everyone sees the same things. Trader one gets in at the same time as all the other traders. He only makes 500. Trader two is wealthy, so he makes 5,000. The professional fund manager makes 200,000. Soros or a big bank makes a billion. They all got in at the same point. They all saw the same data. There wasn't some secret price data. Some saw that others didn't. You know, this whole conspiracy theory that, oh, they're all manipulating it. All, well, you've got access to the same bloody data they have. You can get in at the same time they did. Uh, so the only difference between you and the big banks and the people getting rich should be the amount of capital they've got. Because the buy and sell decisions you can make anyway. 
Okay. Uh, Ian, we'll talk about brokers in the Q&A and which ones allow you to do uh, less than a pound a point. And there are some. And you want to start off with a demo account in any event. So surely if you can grab 100, you can grab 1,000. And if a coin is 50-50, then we just need to be right a bit better than a coin. Okay. And in this, I'm also going to show why we put our stop loss there uh, and why this red dotted line is not where we have our profit target. Why would you ever put a profit target? Anybody who talks to you about, oh, this is our profit target, they're idiots. And I'll tell you why. If you found oil in the back garden, would you put a cap on it and say, I'll go look for it elsewhere? No, you wouldn't. You would let that ride and go make more money out of it. All right. So you don't have a cap on profits. An idiot would have a cap on losses, have a cap on profits. You don't set a profit target. If you don't set a profit target, how are you going to get out of the markets? I'll come to that in the stop loss. And in case you think it's odd um, that anybody would ever want to reveal how they make money, go read Michael Bloomberg's book. He tells you how he does it. Go read Warren Buffett's book. Uh, he tells you how they make money. Go read uh, Jim Simons' biography. He tells you how they make money. Hedge funds tell you every day what they do. They have to. We have to, by law, disclose to our potential investors how we make money. We can't just say to them, give us a load of money. It's a secret black box. I'm sorry. We can't. Okay? So that's not strategies. By the way, strategies are not a scarce resource. Uh, if you want trading strategies, go to Oxford University Maths Department. There's a whole bunch of people who will give you trading strategies. The scarce resource is capital. Now, that I can't help you with. You're going to have to find your own way of getting capital. Maybe you rob a bank. I don't know. I'm not recommending that, by the way. So I'm going to show you some slides from this hedge fund. It's Man AHL. They're a multi-billion dollar hedge fund. They're a $19 billion hedge fund, okay? And I'm going to show you their slides on what they do. These are their slides. These are not mine, right? But it's we do a similar thing. They look at a trend and they see it going up and then they've got to decide, right, do we go long or do we go short? Do we think the market's going to go up or do we think the market's going to go down? That's what they've got to decide. And they've obviously simplified it. And we simplify this for our investors as well. Do we go long or do we go short? Do we buy and sell higher or do we sell at this high price today in the expectation we'll buy it back cheaper later? It's still all buying low, selling high. Uh, uh, either way, whether you do the buying first or the selling first, it's still the same principle. And they say to themselves, if the trend's been going down, we'll give it a minus, a minus, a minus. And if it goes up, we'll give it a plus. And they'll top that up and they'll say, oh, that's a minus two because it's got three downtrends and one upward move. Now, this is an oversimplification, but it's just to make the point, okay, of how simple trend following can be. Uh, and if it's only been falling, 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 they're fully short. And if it's been rising, 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 they're fully long. And if it's doing a bit in between, they would enter their small position. And when it goes into fully long, they'll add to it. Winners add to winners, remember. Winners add to winners. Okay? And that's it. And I'm going to show you the rules to do this and where to put your stop loss and remove some of the issues. Now, I know the reason people are on here are these. We've asked people, why are you here? What do you want to do? And they will say, these are the reasons. But we're not going to be making miracle sums of money. We're, our goal is 500 a month, and there's no guarantees, 500 a month, because if you can make 500, you can make 1,000. If you make 1,000, you can make 2,000. It's focused on learning the skills. When I started to trade, this is what it was, okay? Uh, this is what it was. Uh, Miles, I'll answer your question in a second. I wasn't quite sure what that was. Uh, this is what it was for me. 
Okay, so the sum total of knowledge is going to come from all these things that I've already published. The reason I keep banging on about that I've published my results is because, as you'll know now with the vaccine and anything scientific, if you don't publish and peer review your results, it doesn't count for anything. It's not, oh, I found this secret thing. Let me tell you on TikTok what the secret is. No. Are you managing capital? Are UFC regulators be able to manage capital? Have you been published? Uh, by the way, FTSE, uh, Thomas, uh, we are indeed short the FTSE. There it is. Okay, but we were short before, and we got another short signal uh, uh, there. There was a long, which didn't work out, and then the short, and it is short now, and it is 6625, okay, on the FTSE on there. And I'll come to it in a second, okay? And I'll come to what all the various indications mean and how we do it, right? So that's what it's going to be. You don't need to worry about that part. Don't need to worry about that part. Uh, I've already told you that. We're going to follow what the best in the world do. Who are the best in the world? This is why I got into trading. Because when I read about people like this, I thought, Ooh, I really want to do this. I want to be socially upward mobile. There's got to be something in it. My favorite, the, all of these use the same strategies that I use, which is trend following. They'll all have different rules. Like everybody's a tennis player, but they play slightly differently. But they're all trying to do the same thing. Win according to the rules of the game. Okay, so it's the same in sport. It's the same in any skilled developed thing. We're all trying to buy low, sell high. We just might have different ways of hitting the ball, i.e. knowing when to get in, when to get out. Uh, John W. Henry is a favorite because he's, he, he owns Liverpool Football Club, so there's a British angle. Uh, also, David Harding, Winton Capital. He's in Hammersmith, which is West London. Uh, he's a personal hero and man group because they're also British. I don't have anything against non-British people, but I'm just saying these happen to be British. Uh, the others are American, and these are just a small number of uh, people and companies and organizations, okay? So this is whose strategy I'm going to share with you, Bill Lipschitz. I interviewed him for that book, his, my mentor, and uh, Warren Buffett was his boss. Uh, whilst we're not going to just focus on Forex, even though it's the largest market, uh, so the stock market is a lot smaller than foreign exchange, you should know, a lot smaller. Uh, but we were going to look at Forex. I don't care where I make my money as long as I'm making money, okay? Uh, and the other thing I want you to know is I'm in my 40s. Uh, my overnight success took a bloody lifetime. So I'm sharing with you what I don't, I don't want you to think, oh, God, he makes it sound so easy. It must be easy. No, it takes a lot of time, energy, and effort. But I want to shorten how long it takes you by sharing all that expertise and knowledge. I also don't like brokers, and we'll talk about brokers in the Q&A. Uh, I was an expert witness in this case where my friend Raj Gill, a client of mine, sold, uh, sorry, sued, sued, uh, a particular broker, and I had to prove in court that the strategy I'm telling you works, momentum strategy based on short-term movements. Uh, he won 20 million pounds as a result. That's us partying after the victory in Vegas. I'm a teetotal vegetarian. When I say partying in Vegas, it's nothing like the movies, I'm afraid, uh, but it was bloody good fun. Um, and then we did it in Ibiza, still teetotal vegetarian. So, you know, I know I've missed out. Um, so I've proved in the high court um, that these strategies work because that's what I had to do. Okay, and this is from Winton Capital. This is our strategy of what we're going to do. A tr this is their slide. A trend might start here, okay? We don't try and get in early. No trend following, the clues in the title, hedge fund tries to get in early. They don't try and forecast the bottom because they'd need witchcraft or crystal balls to do that. Instead, after a lag, they buy. And you might say, lag, you must be rubbish. Uh, I heard about somebody on TikTok who said he could forecast the market well before any lags. He could see into the future. 
Of course you did. Okay, so this is what Winton, a $350 billion hedge fund, does. And after a lag, we sell. And Bill Lipschitz said to me and all the, all the other traders, this is the easiest type of trading for a private investor. So there's lots of different types of trading. We're not going to do the other types. We're going to focus on one type, momentum or trend following. And this is what we're going to do. Momentum follow or trend following is this. We are that person. That's us in the red bowler hat. Okay, that might be Goldman Sachs or the market or call it what you want, whoever that guy is. We are riding their coattails, okay? They move the market, we follow them. We are not standing in front of them to see and say, oh, I'm cleverer than Goldman's and everybody else who might be moving the market. I forecast it's going to go here or it's going to go there. Now, when I'm on the BBC, of course, I'm talking about where I think things might happen, but that's not how we're trading. We trade on algorithms, I said in that interview, and many others, hundreds of others that I've given on um, various uh, sources of media and all the rest of it, okay? Uh, so... That's that's the bottom line of what we do there. So having looked at that, uh, where are we on this? This is what all trading comes down to. And write this bit down, Selma. Okay. I don't care that we have losses. Any good strategy should have uh, losses which are small in size, short in duration. Write that down, SNS. Small in size, short in duration. Okay. But the winning trades are the ones that make up for it. Now write this down. At the end of a year, 80% of your profits... 80% of your profits will come from 20% of your trades. Peter, I'll answer your, I'll answer your question in, the second, in a second. It'll come through in a, in a bit. 80% of your profits will come from 20% of your trades. That's just the maths of how it works, okay? So 80% of your profits, like this trade, will come from 20% of your trades. Why can't 100% of your profits come from 100% of your trades? Because you don't have perfect foresight. You're not God, okay? Nobody is. Uh, and what we're trying to do is this. I've already told you winners add to winners, losers add to losers. So how did we work out when to add to a winners? How do we work out the stop loss? So let me show you that, how we do it. It's this, A, B, C, D. D is the losing trade, which is small in size, short in duration. Now, because you do talk a lot about losing, don't you? I've got a PhD in losing. Any winner has. Okay, but the nature of our trend following system is losses should be small in size, short in duration. Now, A is entry. Okay, so how do we know when to enter? I'll come to that in a second. But first, I want to talk about B, which is the stop loss. Why is the stop loss there? In any good trading strategy, a stop loss should be based on volatility. Volatility-based stop loss, VSL. What does that mean? The more volatile or noisy the market, and you could measure it by saying how much it moves up and down its range in any given period. Let's say the average for the line. You might do this by eye for the last 14 periods. You'll put this two and a half to three times away. Okay, so you don't get stopped out by market noise and volatility. But if the market is more volatile, the stop loss is further away. If it's less volatile, it's closer in. But surely, Arpish, if the stop loss is further away, you're going to lose more money. No, volatility-based position sizing. If the stop loss is further away, you reduce your, your position size so you don't lose more money. Okay. Um, uh, no, I know they're two different things. I'll repeat it again a bit later on. They're completely two different things. Um, and I'll explain that. The money you make and how often you're right are two different things. You could be right 99% of the time and only make 1% of your capital because each time you're right, you made very little. And the one time you're wrong, you lost billions. Do you see? Um, being right and the amount of money you make are, are, are two different things. Uh, but I'll explain that again a bit later on. So volatility-based position sizing. You reduce the size if the position stop loss is further away. And that means that if the market's more volatile, you're not risking losing more money. Isn't that useful in this market? If the market's more volatile, you don't risk losing more money. That is amazing. Yes, volatility-based position size, volatility-based position size, and stop losses. Every hedge fund I spoke to had that. 
there were certain best practices. It's like saying if you want to play tennis at Wimbledon, every single player that I spoke to took protein shakes and didn't eat shed loads of uh, takeaways. Oh, wow. What an insight. Yeah. There are certain things they're going to have in bloody common, aren't they, to win and to be successful. Of course, they're going to have certain things in common. Uh, uh, they might have tweaks which vary uh, to their individual taste, but they're going to have certain things which are damn in common, okay? So that's the distance, A to B. And you can tell your broker, Mr. Broker, and different brokers vary, and you can call them and say, I want to buy a point A, which I'll come to entries in a second, and I want to sell if it goes to point B. That's my stop loss. Now, point C is not your take profit level. Well, I'll explain. If you're a total beginner, you have a fixed stop loss and a fixed take profit. You won't make as much money as the intermediate or the advanced, but you're a beginner, so it's all right. Fixed take profit and a fixed stop loss. The distance from A to B is the same as the distance from A to C. That might sound complicated, but remember, there's a lot of money at stake, and it might be worth having the complexity. It's not actually that complicated once you get used to it. Okay. If you're an intermediate level and you'll make more money than a beginner will, then what you do is you have a trailing step stop loss. So as the price goes from A to C, this, and your brokers will set this up automatically, will do a trailing, write this down, trailing, stepped, stepped, not dynamic. We can talk about that later. Stepped, why? Because it gives you a bit more room for maneuver and all trading is a trade-off, okay? But why do you want a trailing step stop loss? So when you're at work, okay, and this goes up, it can take itself out of the market at a profit. You don't have to be staring at the screen. Now you're no longer a screen slave. Boom, Alpes, you just increased our productivity, you genius, right? A trailing step stop loss. And if you're advanced, you will not just do a trailing step stop loss, but at point C, you will add a fresh position. Why? You will take some of the profits when the price has gone from A to C, and you will open a new position and increase your risk with not capital, but profits. Winners add to winners, remember. Now, we can talk about the nuances of this later on, but that's how you break it down, okay? Whoops. Uh, we don't need to go into that part. So what's entry? That's the important part. What's entry? Tell us the entries, Alpesh. How the hell did you come to your various entries? So I said to Bill Lipschitz, what am I going to do about entries? He said, look, if you're going to follow trends, then you need entries. And he said, I said to him, I'm a student. I'm a poor student. At the time when I met him, when I was a student at university, it was 1996 I met him. Okay, so a hell of a long time ago. Uh, and... I said, I don't, I'm a poor student. I don't have much money. How am I going to, you know, I can't even afford software. What am I going to do? Uh, and he said, look, the best way to trade for you is trend following. And you should measure how close the price closes to the high in any given period. And I said, why? And he goes, it's like those TV commercials uh, when they say, I've got 20. Anybody give me 40. I've got 40. Anybody give me 50. I've got 50. Anybody give me 60. And I said, yeah, so what am I supposed to do? And why would that work? He goes, well, the reason it would work is because if the price closes near the high, there's an increased probability, not a certainty, it'll move higher. However, I said, what? Wait a minute. There's a lot of ways of measuring that. I could measure if it closes near the high. And you said it's not certain anyway. And there's higher lows, there's higher highs. How do I do it? And he said, well, what we'll do is we'll create a little algorithm, a little rule, where what you will do is what all hedge funds do, which is one, you won't just use one measurement, you'll use multiple measurements or multiple indicators. So you won't just say, as the price closed near the high, but is it making higher lows? Is it making higher highs? So multiple indicators. But you won't use them the way the textbooks do, because the textbooks are 
rubbish and if they worked every textbook writer would be a bazillionaire you'll change it slightly from what the textbooks do secondly you'll do also what all hedge funds do is you won't just look at the time frame you're focused on and my favorite time frames are the 15 minute 30 minute and one hour and i'll explain why in a second just give me a second okay you'll look at multiple time frames and the reason for that is if something is showing a trend in the 15 minute bars but not in the 30 minute the chances are that trend won't last very long so you'll buy in and you'll think the gods are out to get you because it reverses immediately have you ever bought something and it's reversed immediately and you've got a loss and you thought somebody's watching over my shoulder uh, uh and you blame the broker it probably is the broker because sometimes at three in the morning they will spike your prices lower no, of course you've done it where it's gone against you. That's because you didn't look at multiple time frames. And the third thing he said, and by the way, this won't make enough money for you. Won't make any unless you do the three th third thing, which is PC and PR. And I'll come to what PR and PC is. Okay. And I'll come to all the other bits. Miles, you're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. Uh, okay. So PC and PR, I'll come to those in a second. Right. And the reason that trading has changed. This is Stanley Druckenmiller. He's a billionaire hedge fund manager. And he said, I'm glad I'm not in the hedge fund business now because algorithm and quantitative trading have taken over. And he's right. What's happened is people are now using computers to work out when this is happening. In Stanley's day, you could have lunch over a cognac and a cigar and say, well, I think we're going to buy sterling. And for the rest of the week, sterling would be going up. Nowadays, you say we're going to buy sterling. And guess what? Thanks to algorithms, and here we are, thanks to algorithms, Okay, you can see the short there and the long here in sterling and the short here, and then it goes lower. Guess what? That Those trends last from 17th to the 18th, from the 18th to the 19th, and from the 19th it's short. In other words, they last a day. They used to last a week. And ask anybody, especially Stanley, who's about 90 years old, hey, it's not like it used to be, is it, Stanley? No, those bloody trends don't last the way they used to. By the way, uh, S&P 500 which we're short E on. Let me just zoom in. Oops, let me just go into that. Oh, God, my fat fingers. Here we go. There we go, fat fingers. Uh, the short signal came yesterday, uh, and it's gone a lot lower. Well, to be honest, you could say, Alpesh, I didn't need your bloody algorithms to tell me that, mate. Everybody knows it was going to move lower. Well, did you? Did you? And not every trade's uh, winning or easy or whatever else. Okay, so let's work that out then. What does this mean? Well, multiple indicators, multiple time frames. So what are these? What are the rules? How are we going to do it? This is what we're going to do. He said, you're going to have to, because you're a poor student, use the indicators which are already there, which measure which measure um, things like momentum is the price closing near the high, making low highs. But don't use it the way textbooks do, because none of these indicators actually work. So I said, if they don't bloody work, why am I using it? He goes, well, first of all, you're not going to use any one of them. Uh, what you're going to do is going to filter until all of them show the same direction. And you're going to look at multiple time frames, and you're not going to use them the way the textbooks do. So you're not actually really using them at all in in a way. You're going to look at common indicators which are out there because you needed something free. But instead of looking at them the way the textbooks are, you're going to look to see, because the textbooks are often either premature or lagging because the markets have evolved, you're going to look to see, is it flat to rising? In other words, has the price started moving near its high or higher lows or higher highs? That's what these indicators show you, uh, and they're freely available. But is it flat to rising? And you're going to look to see, are multiple indicators at multiple timeframes all showing the same thing? But that's not enough. This is the point most people get wrong. They think, oh, that's it. Thanks very much. I'll push them off now. No, that's not enough. Flat to rising, multiple indicators, multiple timeframes, and 
And as I said, PC and PR. What's PC and PR? Well, PC is price confirmation. Price confirmation means has the price made at least a two period high? That might be 15 minute bars or 30 minute bars. Momentum works on all time frames because humans are looking at all time frames all the time. Different humans are looking at different ones. Okay. Um, the inputs don't need to be different because the periods are what's different. You're looking at either 15 minute bars or 30 minute bars. That the, it just doesn't need to be that it's it's optimized for. Oh, on a one day bar, it needs to be a fifteen period look back, and on a on a fifteen minute bar, it needs to be not a fifteen period look back, but a two period look back. Sorry, I'm getting a bit technical, uh, Miles. But to answer your question, okay. Um, and it's this multiple indicators, multiple time frames, price confirmation. PR is pattern recognition. We use Microsoft Azure for pattern recognition. It's an artificial intelligence tool which is available. Um, pretty cheaply. Uh, 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 but you don't need to worry about that. You're not going to do pattern recognition. By the way, those people who think pattern recognition is Elliott waves and head and shoulders patterns and, 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 and Japanese candlesticks in the 1960s, 70s and 80s. Yes. Not today, not in the age of algorithms. Okay. Patterns usually are 20 period long, right? And they don't have clever names like hanging man or doji star. Ooh, lovely. No, they, you can't give them freaking names because you can't even, it's a pattern which you can't even recognize with the human brain. That's why you use computers to recognize, but you don't need to worry about that. Multiple indicators, multiple timeframes, uh, price confirmation. Okay. So I wanted to go into those parts. Now, I know why you're here. So we still need to do the business plan. And I'll go through the entry rules again in a second. I don't know this broker. I don't endorse them. I do not know them. I've never used them. When I was writing one of my most recent books, uh, I found this data all the way back from July 2012. Profit by top trader, million pounds. Average of top 100 traders retail, 96,000 pounds. No, put that to one side. Stop being stupid. We are looking to go. Let me put you back um, to the ground. 500 a month, 500 to 1,000 a month. Some months you make more, some months you make less. Why? Because if you've got the skills to make that, you can make more. Okay, we've got to get the skills right. Not the, oh, look at me, I made 800,000 today. Uh, forget all of that, right? It's going to be, let's get realistic. So forget forget people who, you know, footballers and teenagers on TikTok with the secret formula. Tell them, Alpish Patel will give you 10 million pounds to work for him. And you can continue doing what you're doing, but 10 million pounds to work for him with your winning strategy. Just, and you don't even have to disclose the strategy. Just show us with real capital 12 months of trading, as long as you've done more than 50 trades in a year, because I don't want you having got lucky with one trade in Bitcoin. Okay. Nobody ever on that, that, that request has ever come back to me. 10 million free money for them. They can continue doing everything they're doing. They can continue. Uh, uh, they don't even have to disclose their strategy. They've just got to show the record of 50 trades and what they did. Nobody's ever come back because <laughs> they can't. Okay. Uh, so just be careful about any of these things and, and be careful about any brokers out of Cyprus. Don't do those. Right. Um, and ask them if they're talking to you. How come they, they're not an FCA regulated hedge fund manager? How come they haven't been given capital? If you're any good, you're going to be given capital. Somebody's going to throw money at you as they did with me. Okay. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. And I'll show you who uh, my investors were in a second. Right. We're going to keep it simple. It is just. When do we buy? When do we sell? Right? These are the important numbers you need to know. 15 minutes in front of the screen. Now, I'm going to give you the most important part of the webinar now. The most important part of the webinar uh, coming up. The business plan and the entry rules again. 15 minutes scanning the markets. We're going to scan 
about 20 instruments, and we're going to pick one quality trade a day. Quality, not quantity, quality. Why quality and not quantity? Well, if quantity is all it took to be successful and rich in trading, I'd be banging my keyboard, sitting in my underpants all day long and be making magical money coming in. It's not. It is a quality-related issue. Tesla, thank you very much. Your short is making our trading money. Thank you, S&P 500, for falling. You're making us uh, uh, money at the moment. It's great, fine. And that's how it is uh, on some of those trends. We'll look at some of the ones um, on Amazon where I've got a long position. Oh, let's look at Amazon now, uh, Judy. Right, there we go. Uh, Amazon. I've got a long position. I don't mind that it's falling. Why? Because my long position has been held for 12 months. So that's long term. In the short term, I can short against it and make money. So my long term Amazon holding from the profits from the shorts when the market falls for days like this, pay for that long position. So the long position is completely free now, being paid for by these shorts. That's another way of looking at the word hedge fund. The long position is hedged by the short-term down moves. Okay, that's how it's done. Trading and investing working hand in hand, right? And then when it comes to currencies, what do I enjoy? And I think of the best major versus minor currencies, indices like the DAX, uh, equities, I don't mind either, or minor versus minor currencies like Australian dollar, New Zealand dollar. Why? Because they're easier. Um, and if you want to know what's a major and what's a minor currency, it's written there. Best times, I think, eight till 10 uh, in your local time in New York, London, or Tokyo time, because they're the major currency centers, not nine to five. It's a 24 hour a day market. Okay. You can come home at three in the morning, the market's still open. So it doesn't matter whether you're in London or in Australia or in Mexico. Uh, the timeframes that I like 50 minute, 30 minute, one hour timeframes. Okay. And I want you to remember this. It's about making money, not about being right all the time. In the words of George Soros, it's not whether you're right or wrong, but how much money you make when you're right. That's why we're letting those profits run. That's why winners add to winners. That's why we start small. So when we're wrong, we lose less and we have volatility-based stop losses. Or as Bill Lipschitz, hedge fund manager of the year a couple of years ago, my mentor, I'm proud to say, in that book, he's the one who taught me these strategies. If you're waiting to be right 80% of the time, you'll never make it as a trader. Here's another interesting statistic. The percentage of profitable traders grouped by average trading equity. If you start with over $10,000, Half of you are profitable. Half of you are. If you start with under $1,000, only 21% are profitable. You know why those stockbrokers, 80% uh, were losing money? Because most of them have under $1,000. Now, I might say, wait a minute. Why? Why should people with less capital be less profitable? Because they were trading too much of their capital in each individual trade. So if you have three consecutive losing trades, they lost all their money and they were losers. Whereas these people with more capital were trading a proportionately smaller amount of their money on each trade. So if they had three consecutive losing trades, they still weren't losing that much. And so they could come back and win. Look at that. If you've got over $10,000, you've got almost a 50-50 chance of being profitable. You know, if you start any business in the world, uh, you've got a 90% chance of being out of business within three years, a 90% chance of being out of business in three years. In trading, if you start with more than $10,000, you've got a 50-50 chance of being profitable. This data is from a US broker called FXCM, and it is consistent across other brokers because humans are consistent. Okay, we got some more data, which I published in my various books. Uh, and we did this uh, in my books, because what I wanted to do was see if the 20% of winning private investors were happening to do something we weren't aware of or different to what hedge funds are doing, and it wasn't. Um, and what we found is across every single currency pair, 
the average gain was always less than the average loss. In other words, private investors on average as a whole lost money. We know this. That's why brokers are in the business they're in. Brokers are like casinos. They take the other side of the bet. They're no longer like estate agents where they match buyers and sellers. They take the other side of the bet because they worked out, hey, if 80% of people are losing money, why should we just uh, not get a bit of that action? Let's be casinos. And once they became casinos, they started manipulating spreads and so on. Anyway, there are certain trades like Australian dollar, Japanese dollar, uh, sorry, Australian dollar, Japanese yen, where it was a bit easier to make money than others, which was like some of the majors. Anyway, so data and statistics like this, I like to share on my Telegram channel, um, uh, which I'll give you access to at the end uh, as well, just so any insights we see, I like to share. And you can see the spreads also widen at certain times where you do not want to be bloody trading, like 9.45 UK time, uh, as we switch from one market time zone to another. Uh, okay. Uh, I've already showed you this. So now the important bit, I want to show you the business plan. So let's get your business plan right. Is any of this worth it? Oh, that's my mum. Always makes an honorable visit in all my webinars. Do not ask me why Prince Charles is bowing to me. Uh, but there you go. Good man. How much money can you make from trading to decide if it's for you? I mean, I told you all of this, but you still need to decide if it's for you. And then I'll give you the strategy again. So you've got it pinpointed. Okay, so you've got it again. Uh, trading is like driving. That's what Bill Lipschitz said to me. So there's a picture of fat me driving. Rear view mirror, wing mirror, steering wheel. Uh, you've got clutch, accelerator, gear shift, all of these things. It seems complicated, but we all learn to drive. Trading seems complicated. Stop losses, entries, adding to winners, all seems complicated. Is driving worth it? Yes. Is trading worth it? Yes. So let's, what's the business plan? These are the road to returns he did when I was at university. So Bill said to me, sir, you want to be rich, Alpesh? And that's the question you'd all ask him if you were sitting in front of him. How do I get rich trading? So he said, well, first of all, let's start off with the business plan. And by the way, somebody keep an eye on Tesla for me because it's making, it's it's probably that and Sterling um, are the best trades. Oh, and FTSE. Obviously, some correlation between those. Uh, so Tesla's doing well for us. It's falling. And you can look, uh, FTSE is falling. So that's doing well for us. Okay. Thank you all for being in the, 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 what was the other one? I said another Sterling. It was Canadian dollar. So we're sort of. I've missed it. There it is. There's your Canadian dollar. Um, and that's short as well. So that's good. Okay. So thank you all. You're, I'll share the winnings with everybody on the webinar. I'm only kidding. Uh, maximum 1% loss of total capital, he said. When you are, this is a business plan for where you're going to get to. So for me watching this, you might think, well, do I want to do trading? What's my future hold? This is what your future holds. Bill Litchett said to me, grab a piece of paper, Alpesh. I was a poor student. Maximum loss is going to be 1% of your total capital. He said, you don't have this money yet, Alpesh, but one day you will if you continue trading. So given that that's the money you're going to have, Alpesh, let's assume you get eventually £20,000. Not today, eventually. Okay, so your maximum loss per trade will be 200 pounds, 1% of 20,000. Your win-loss ratio, assume you get good, you learned your skills, you learned your craft over a period of a few months, you were winning 60% of the time, losing 40. So a bit better than a coin, 60 trades out of uh, 100 were winning, 40 were losing. And he said the average loss would therefore be 200 pounds. Okay, obviously on that mathematics, the average win would be 300 pounds on that. Why? Well, because we said winners add to winners, and we're going to pick a strategy where we make more money when we win than we lose when we lose. That's that's the whole point of what we're, why we're doing it. Otherwise, we won't bloody pick that strategy. Okay. And and bear with me with these numbers for a second. They're over-optimistic, but, but I'm showing it for purposes of business plan. So let's say you did 100 trades, and I'm sitting there at university, and I, I'm doing this with him, and I'm thinking, oh my God, Bill, wait a minute, that means 60 times 300 pounds. 
or to convert it to dollars if you're in other parts of the world, hang on, that's profits of 18,000 pounds. That's more money than I've ever seen. I said, Bill, go call my parents. I'm leaving university. I'm going to drop out like Zuckerberg. He wasn't around when I was at university. I was like, Bill Gates, I'm going to be rich. And he said, hang on, Alpesh, 40 are losing trades at 200 pounds losses. That's 8,000 pounds in losses, mate. I said, yeah, but that's still net profit of 10,000 pounds per 100 trades. 10,000 pounds per 100 trades. That's more money than I'd ever seen. That was my life set. I can sit at home in my underpants, eating nachos, getting fat and banging a keyboard and making money magically. That was the dream, okay? Uh, and there's a lot of those people on TikTok, really, or they claim to be, but they're not. Um, all right, and... I said, I'm going to be a day trader because 20 years ago when I wrote Mind of a Trader my uh, uh, and Trading Online, which became an international bestseller, guess what? Day traders were all the rage and the independent newspaper interviewed me, BBC, CNN, Bloomberg gave me my own show. They said, shit, you're doing this. this is great. And I said, yeah, follow me. Um, the FT said, we want a weekly diary of your trade. So I did that for five years for them. And then with that profile, I launched a hedge fund. Okay. Because when you got profile, you can raise capital. 100 trades per week, 50 weeks in a year. I said, 5,000 trades per annum, Bill. That's amazing. I'll make half a million. Whoa, that's what I said to him. He slapped me. And I know what you're all thinking, and you should. Alpesh, don't be stupid. We're not going to do 90% of that. We're not going to do three quarters or two thirds of that. We're not going to do a half of that. We're not going to do a third, a quarter, a fifth, or even 15% of that. Let's assume this business plan is totally over-optimistic, and we only do 10% of that. Well, if we do 10% of that, that's 50K, yeah. But hang on, that's over-optimistic still. This business plan is still over-optimistic because 50K a year is not our goal. Our goal, remember, is to learn the skills to make 500 or 1K, right? Not even that. Let's up it. Let's say 1K per month. 1K per month is our goal, right? That's fine, 1K per month. So Bill said, calm it down. Let's notch it, dial it down a bit. He said, don't leave your day job. Keep your day job. Be a day job. But I trained as a barrister. Okay, so continue doing that and trade on the side. Do 100 trades, not every week, but every six months. You know what that is? That's one a day. He said that way you'll be able to pick better quality trades, one a day, 200 trades per annum. And that'll give you 20,000 pounds per annum. And I said, okay, so that's not 10%. It's about 4% of the business plan. But hang on, even 4% of the business plan is almost double the 1K per month. So then I knew it was a good business plan because it meant I could keep my day job. I could be realistic. I could not try to hit 4%. I'm trying to hit about 1.8% of the business plan. That means there was a big margin for error, which is what should happen. We didn't need to be right all the time. Good. All of these were characteristics of a good business plan. So then I asked him, hang on, exactly what you should all be asking me right now. Hang on, hang on, Alpesh. If this is accurate... Then, and by the way, it looks like Tesla's absolutely burning. Well, I'm not surprised there's profit taking going on, uh, but we're happy. We're making money. And this is why I picked uh, this time of day to do the webinar. There you go. There's the short. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, on the S&P 500, Mr. Tesla, thank you very much. That's now at 624. So that's another 10 points we've just made whilst on the webinar. All right. Now, trading should be relaxed. I should be able to give a webinar whilst trading. I shouldn't be looking at the screen and, oh, my God, what happened? What happened? Oh, exhausted. No, I've got a three-year-old son I'd rather be playing with. This takes care of itself. This takes care of itself, as you can tell, because I'm doing a bloody webinar whilst this is happening. And, yes, of course, I've got staff to monitor these things. Of course I have. But I'm saying even if I didn't, it can take care of itself anyway. Okay, we're short paper. I'm long PayPal for the long term, and I'm short it for the short term. So I make money. When the market rises on my long terms and I make money on the shorts in the short term. 
It's a hedge fund. All right. That's the whole point of it. It's the whole point of it. Okay. Day jobber. That's that. So the question you should all be asking, and I asked him, if this is true, why isn't everybody rich then? It's an obvious bloody question. If this is true, why isn't everybody rich? And he said to me, there are three key reasons they're not rich. Said so bad teachers, bad mentors, pretty much the same thing, uh, and bad strategies. So let's talk in the final part of this webinar about strategy again, the entry strategy. So we know you've got it right. Okay. And remember, that's my mum again, honorable visit. It's 100 trades per six months, 100 trades per six months, 200 trades per annum, 20,000 pounds per annum. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Pay attention. It was 1K per month, 1K per month, which is not 20,000. It's less. And what we're trying to do is this. We're trying to do that. We are that guy. We are not trying to guess which way the market's going to go. Is it going to go down this way? Is it going to go down that way? We are not gambling. I didn't say at the start of this, Tesla's going to fall. I could have done because I actually, well, any idiot would have said today the market's going to fall because it had yesterday strongly. And there's a lot of profit taking. Why is there profit taking? And by the way, Bitcoin's just given us a short. So those of you who are into crypto, whoops, where's it gone? What have I done? There it is. Okay, Bitcoin's given us a short. Why? Oops, numpty. Why is it giving us a short uh, after a long? Where's it gone? Where are you, Mr. Bitcoin? There you are. Uh, well, it was a long since the 19th of March, which is today. All right. And now it's given us a short. There's some profit taking now. Why? I don't know why it's suddenly gone short. I can make up some bullshit excuse that, oh, well, as people were taking profits from Tesla, they're taking profits across the board. Hang on. If it was rising, Guess what the news people will say? Oh, it's rising because uh, people are getting out of Tesla and putting it into Bitcoin. <laughs> they make that shit up on news. Trust me, I had my own show on Bloomberg. They make that shit up, okay, to fit the facts after the event. And remember what we're doing. Multiple indicators, multiple time frames, flat to rising. High Is the price closing near the high? Because that's an increased probability of the price moving up. We're using common indicators because guess what? In, this is We have 10 algorithms in the hedge fund. This is the simplest and earliest one and my most popular because I, my favorite because it was the one that Bill taught me. It's the one I've used the longest. So I'm only going to talk about that, not nine others. Okay. Multiple indicators, multiple time frames, uh, flat to rising, Selma, stop losses, volatility based, stop loss, volatility based, position sizing. Okay. Uh, uh, and uh, winners are to winners, losers are to losers. That's the sum total of the know-how. That is the sum total. Now I use this know-how uh, and developed this when I was at university. That's when I met Bill and all the other people. Um, the Red Carnation, last exam. Sorry, I look a bit of a dick. Uh, perfected the strategy, won awards. That's me on the business pages of the Financial Times. Patel is top for 200 forecaster. They then, Financial Times said, look, you won this competition over 12 months. You're really good at this. Do you want to write some books? And I said, yeah, because that'll help raise my profile so I can eventually get a fund. That was the ambition uh, because obviously you've got to have ambition in life. Can't, the ambition can't be on a sit naked uh, uh, home eating nachos and trading at the market. Sorry, I went from boxer swaps to naked. I apologize for the visual to anybody. Okay, so that's me. Uh, over there in the papers, and you'll have seen me on BBC and all the rest of it. That's how it came about. Um, and it's it's uh, uh, the column was a weekly diary. Uh, then I licensed the technology to Merrill Lynch HSBC. There I am, my fat face on Merrill Lynch HSBC. They and Americans, a few others, paid about a million dollars in total, which allowed me to set up the hedge fund. That's me and I first set of offices back in 2004 at Linen Hall on Regent Street, and then moved to Waterloo Place in St. James's, and then finally our current home, which is uh, Brook Street, 84 Brook Street in Mayfair. And over a number of years, people asked me, well, wait a minute, uh, actually, 
we're fed up with all this nonsense that happens here. You know, don't pay these sums for courses and stuff, okay? £2,000 for a weekend from software vendors who want you to do a pound a point instead of saying, actually, do a demo account. Let's be sensible, all right? And want to charge you subscription fees every day, every week, every month. They don't want to make it self-paced. They want to do it at their pace. They don't want to give you one-to-one -one attention. Um, so people would ask me, will you mentor me? And I said, no, I don't have the time. I've got a bloody fund to run. Uh, and a friend of mine, Bikku Alawalia, said, actually, why don't you spin out the technology and uh, float it on the stock market? And he was at Barclays. And he said, Barclays will do the float for you. Uh, and he said, give me this. And he actually did it out of self-interest. He wanted to do it. No hotel costs, no travel costs. Whoops. My battery is running on my cell phone. Uh, ongoing support built for students and all the rest of it. So that's how it all came about. And, and we wanted to make sure it was something which regular people could use because this is like Google. Google is an algorithm which searches the internet for information. Okay, this is an algorithm which, guess what it does? It searches all these data points for multiple indicators, flat to rising or flat to falling uh, across multiple timeframes. Uh, and... Same thing, except unlike Google, which is a search engine which may or may not make you money, this should, this should, no guarantees to the future, historical results are not a guarantee of the future, blah, 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 um, but it should. And because humans trade currencies, indices, and stocks, and everything moves in uh, similar uh, fashion when it comes to momentum and trend, that's what happens. And the problem had become, if people aren't using an algorithm or an indicator to use a posh word, this is what they're doing. They're trying to pick one trade at a time and guess it on which way the crops might go. Instead, we automate. Of course, we live in a world of automation. We live in a world of automation, okay? Uh, uh, everything's automated. We want to take in a lot and pick just the best of the best of the best. That's how it should be. So what we did is we did a little experiment with private investors before and after the indicator, and this is what we did. Before the indicator, this is where they were. And then we gave them the indicator, multiple indicators, flat to rising, uh, and said to them, right. And we found that their confidence levels in the strategy increased, and that was a major problem otherwise. They had lower stress over losses because they know they had a volatility-based stop loss. They had a business plan for long-term profits because we gave it to them clarity of exits, clarity of entries, clarity of stop losses. And we created this as a project out of the hedge fund. We spun out the technology, and we stole this idea from... Uh, a hedge fund manager at D. Shaw called Jeff Bezos. He was a hedge fund manager at D. Shaw, and then he spun out. He left the hedge fund industry to spin out technology called Amazon and became the world's richest man. And we've always worked on the basis that just copy what billionaires do because they must be bloody doing something right. Okay, so we called it Project Pittsburgh. He said, buy when the price goes above the horizontal line because that comes price momentum and the odds of problem move have increased, arrow alerts. And then what we did with this experiment, uh, trading is scientific. It's all got to be experiments, empirical data, uh, reevaluate. Okay, we found that the time frame over one hour uh, on a month, in a given month, we had about 25 signals in our team. Okay, you weren't taking every single signal across every single product because you wouldn't have enough money in the world to trade every single thing across every product. So you did one trade a day. Okay, so you could concentrate your firepower and pick quality as well. And we're roughly 25. Now, some months, You'd get as high as 40. Thank you, Tesla. Continue falling, would you, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, and some months, and uh, Louise is doing these trades. Louise comes on my webinars to do the trades and, and copy them. So she's probably going to be short. Louise, let me know if you're also short sterling uh, as well, because that's the sterling move down there, uh, a cable against the US dollar. So short at one spot, 39.44, and that's a 138.30. Okay. Uh, and uh, that's fine. I don't mind on my investments that today the investments won't have an up day because my shorts on my trading 
will more than compensate for it. And I don't mind on the days when the investments go up because my investments are going up. Great. Right. And we found that the net pips captured, this is the most important number you've got to know. The net pips captured, okay, is I'll come to trading software and brokers and all the other bits, EV, in a second uh, in the QA, was 2,250 pips. Now, some months that might be as high as 4,000, other months it might be as low as zero. Remember, net pips is profitable minus losing. We're trying to get months where we get more profits. You keep those for the months in which you get less. So you iron it out to try and get to your 500 a month. Best winning streak, 70 wins out of 100. We don't have 100 out of 100. Worst, 30 out of 100. Doesn't matter. What matters is this number. Okay. And let's say you did a whopping $2 a point, which I don't want you to do. It's too much risk. But let's say you did $2 a point, whether it's CFDs, spread bets, currencies, cash market, stocks, doesn't matter. It all gets translated into the same language. Then $2 times 2,250 in a month would be $4,500 profit in a month. Well, hang on. Wait a minute. I said 500 a month is what we're targeting. So we knew we could tell people, don't do $2, do 20 cents. And there are brokers which let you do that. Come to brokers in a second. They're 20 cent positions. That's when we knew we've got software, which is the Google of trading. Because if you could do 20 cents and still hit your monthly targets, that meant it's open to everyone. Because 20 cents times a 50-point loss meant that you were losing $10 on a losing trade. $10 is reasonable. $100 isn't. And this is why software vendors want you to do a pound a point because they want you to lose money because they're on the other side of the trade via the brokers that they've got the relationship with. Please, please stay clear. Okay. You don't know what's happening behind you. And this is why we released, uh, uh, and we went down the route we did as a hedge when we thought, well, instead of investing in other companies, why not invest in our own technology and software? Forgive the word get rich trading. That was wording which Bill Lipschitz laughed at me about because he said, you're here to try and get rich, aren't you? And I said, well, why the hell else do you think I met, met you? Okay, and we met on the swimming pool, <laughs> nothing odd, swimming pool at the Berkeley Hotel in Mayfair first, and then secondly at the home of uh, Mark Slater, Managing director at Goldman, not Goldman Sachs, Salomon Brothers, uh, a lovely home in, um, anyway, uh, and we met in uh, 77 Bleecker in New York as well uh, on this hedge fund. Uh, uh, we realized no, there's no competition for this because there's no other hedge fund managers out there doing it. There's no professionally trained communicator. I used to present a show on Bloomberg TV about trading for three years and also uh, trained as a barrister. There's nobody paid by Bloomberg, which is the most reliable source of financial information in the world and Financial Times. They would pay me for my columns. If you're interested, I'd get paid a pound a word, which is why my wife says I talk so much. Pound a word for my columns, not for my speaking. Uh, and Bloomberg uh, paid handsomely as well uh, for my TV show. Uh, I continue as a visiting fellow at Oxford University, continuing the uh, research in all of this. And we realize, you know, and I've won that award in the FT, amongst other smaller awards, but the FT one's the big, big name. Uh, and we realize there's just no competition. There's a whole bunch of numpties out there who nobody trusts to manage capital, who can't communicate to save their lives. They're like, Hello, today, welcome to my trading group. Follow my links in the biog if you want to know more. God, they kill me. They should put themselves out of their misery. Um, and they make up these fake awards that they've got, apparently. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, so we thought, you know what? We want to take this to the stock market, and that's the eventual end. Can it make money? Is it easy? Um, I'll show you more in a second. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye to the TikTokers. My phone's about to go dead any second. Links are in the bio of TikTokers for those of you watching there. Okay. 
Can it make money? Is it easy? Yes. And I'll show you that in just a second. Uh, I'll show you some more. Can you do it anytime with the day job? And I'll show you how to download it as well, if you wish as well. Okay. So you've got the short trade. Now, this is one of my students, full disclosure, not me. I don't do five minute bars, but some of my students like to. And this was Euro dollar, five minute bars, three hours, 75 pips, including additional positions, 75 times $30 a bit. Why $30 a bit? What idiot does that? Well, this individual wasn't that they were rich. It's that, that they'd been doing it for a prolonged period of time. Got got and built up capital, got successful, added to it, had a business plan they were sticking to, so it was fine. On day one, you don't do something like that. So obviously they start increasing position sizes. Other ones, I won't go through every single one. Again, another student, not me, uh, full disclosure, nine hours, 15 minute bars, 73 pips, including this position, 73 times $30 a pip. There you go. Who endorses this whole project? Well, gets to the heart of the matter of trading by clearly elucidating the methodologies of successful trading strategies, clearly elucidating the methodologies of successful trading strategies. That's the chairman of the Chicago Board of Trade, the world's largest exchange. It's in print on the jacket of my Financial Times book, let alone others. Clearly elucidating methodology of successful trading strategy. Is it a successful trading strategy? Yes chairman of the Chicago Board of Trade. That's when we knew we've got something big. We've got to go beyond just sharing the knowledge. We've got to create the software and the mentoring and the handholding. People don't just want software, okay? People want handholding. They want to speak to the hedge fund manager. They want to be able to say, if you're so good, why aren't you talking to me personally? Because you won't need to, because I'll be making money, Alpes, surely. So why don't you? So we give access to me as well. Um, and what we did is in 2020, 2020, <laughs> uh, last year, 25 trades, 100 trades each, we gave 25 traders, um, they can pick any 100 trades they wanted. And what we found across the board, 100% of them said, I all 25, increasing the average profits of winning trades from what they were doing previously. There was a reduction in the size of average losses from what had happened previously. And there was an increase in the biggest winning trade. Well, of course there was. Bloody hell, we've just disciplined them, systematized it all. Without an indicator, this is the problem. This is what people are doing, and that's a major problem for them, okay? That's a major problem, uh, and that's what's been happening. So, like I said, we floated. Uh, uh, we want to float this in um, three, four years. We want to get venture capital investment. What I'm doing at the moment is everything that I've taught you is good practice. If you want to use it through the software we've created, you don't have to. You can just do it manually. Multiple indicators, multiple timeframes, flat to rising price confirmation. Scan 20 instruments, uh, 15 minutes a day. If you want to do it manually, that's up to you. You're more than welcome. I've shown you this, the strategy. If you want to have me teaching you, what we've done is we're taking, uh, 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 we're going to get up to a thousand people in batches of 25 doing it. We've got about 850 who've done it so far. Uh, and as we get them profitable, we'll have uh, a whole bunch of case studies, a thousand case studies to show the venture capitalists and at a valuation of 30 million, uh, get venture capital investment and then float the company. That's the idea. So I take people on in batches of 25 to take this. And what this then does is show them not just the signal. I'll use Tesla because everyone knows Tesla. Uh, uh, not just the signal. You can ignore this at the top. That's just a traffic light for me just to double check how things are working. Um, it also tells you where we're adding to winners, what our stop losses are. But even better than that, you set up the Telegram channel with me so you get to see every week what it is we're looking at so you look over my shoulder to make it even more uh, specific okay so you get to see okay alpesh what are you specifically looking at uh, uh which trades are you specifically looking at what data and information are you looking at um uh, that you like and don't like and all the rest of it 
all right, in a private channel. But beyond that, we look over your shoulder. You send us screenshots of what you're doing with this. So we help you on trade selection and the like. So we did it that way. Okay. Um, uh, Wade, uh, um, don't do that. No, no, don't do that, Wade. We can. I'll explain in a second in the Q&A why you should stay clear of binary options. Whoops. Uh, where am I? No, I'm, I'm there. That is the right place. Uh, okay. So if you want to come on in those groups, and I know a few of you are already on, and we give a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you've got it for life. There's no ongoing cost. There's no daily cost, weekly cost, monthly cost. Um, in fact, I'm going to bribe you to come on the program, uh, to be part of this program. Uh, and I take people on in Bachelor 25. Uh, there's not a seven-day money-back guarantee, not 14, not 21, 30. The way I'm going to bribe you is this. Every single one of you signs up of the 25, and it's first come, first serve. So I'll just give you the link in a second. Get signed copies of two of my most recent trading books. Get earphones to listen to the course material, because there's actually a 12-week and a 30-day course as well. But you don't have to do the course material. You can just follow the indicator and the software and get mentoring for life from me as well. You won't need it. I'm the only one who guarantees mentoring for life because I know you'll get to profitability, so you won't need it. Um, but even better than that, there's no ongoing cost. There's no data cost. There's no upgrade cost. There's no cost to the charting. None of it. No ongoing cost. And why did I do it that way? Because we want to get to a 1,000 people who we can show the venture capitalists, and we want to build this into a billion-dollar company. Uh, Barclays, Biku was my first student. This is the one whose idea it was. I love the Pitts Predator. I now spend most of my time trading. I love that as a novice. I know what to trade when, how much, and can leave an exit and all the rest of it. Um, and yeah, it was his idea because he wanted it as an individual for himself. So it solved a person's problem. And that's got to be critical. Uh, my most successful person I've ever trained up, she manages 10 billion at Newton. She joined me from university as my assistant over three years. Uh, she worked for me, and then she now manages 10 billion at Newton. I'm going to take a little bit of tiny intimacy credit for that. Um, as a man, I would, of course, I'm sure you're going to say. Uh, but university, no experience in trading, works for me for three years, joins Newton, manages 10 billion. Okay, so if you do want to join, you want to be part of it, it's 25 licenses because it's me doing the mentoring. Now, in future, it won't affect you. There's going to be other people when we go global doing the mentoring. But for now, it's like my Steve Jobs moment. He's the one who'd go on stage and say, this is the iPhone. This is me. You know, I'll the iPhone. This is the iPhone. This is my baby. I'm the one who comes up on stage and says, I love this. You'll have seen my uh, appearances on the BBC, uh, on this, on CNBC, on CNN, all the rest of it as well. It is my baby. I think it's going to be a billion-dollar tech company spun out of my hedge fund as a result as well. That's where you go if you want to sign up. Okay, um, it is going to be in future, not for you guys, but in future, once we hit the thousand mark, it's going to be two thousand pounds a year for mentoring, two thousand pounds a year for the software, not for you guys. It's a one off for you guys because we want to get to those numbers uh, and we want to incentivize you and you get the books to keep, even if you say in 30 days, actually, Abish, I've, I've discovered I don't ever want to trade again. That's fine. There's some people who do that. About 10% say, actually, you know what? It's really useful. Thank you very much, Arpesh. I've discovered trading's not for me. Um, and that's perfectly fine. That's absolutely perfectly fine if that's what it is. Uh, NASDAQ, yes, where's the NASDAQ gone? Sorry, let me zoom it in um, to find where the hell the NASDAQ's gone. I've lost track of it. The... Maybe you guys can find it. I had it on my screen a second ago. Where's the NASDAQ? It's... Can you tell me where the hell it is? Why can't I see it? I've got goggle eyes. I've got NASDAQ on the screen somewhere because you saw it. Um, okay. Thanks, Anil. Uh, my pleasure. So remember, this is trading, not investing. Investing is holding. And they go hand in hand, I 
they go hand in hand. Because if I've got a long position in PayPal and Amazon, I can short them today. Okay, NASDAQ, NASDAQ, there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. Um, the NASDAQ, so the long didn't, wasn't great, but the short's been great um, from 18th. That was what, yesterday. Uh, it's been 18 hours of short now, and it's added to the losing position there, winning position there, because it's a short, but losing for the NASDAQ. So it's added to it, and it's gone lower. That's fine. So am I breaking a sweat that the NASDAQ's falling? No, I'm not breaking a sweat. Um, so uh, exactly. So it can go hand in hand because in the shorts, you look at the signals and you say, right, I've got my lap for him. Exactly. It can go hand in hand. Well, that's how we do it. You know, um, I should say trading takes more time than investing because investing you buy and wait for 12 months. Trading takes more time, but the rewards are meant to be better, obviously. OK, that's the whole point of it uh, with 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 trading. Our ambitions, uh, I've explained. There is no ongoing charges, Stephen. No, absolutely. Uh, broker independent. You can trade through any broker you want. Um, you've got it for life. Updates and upgrades are there for life as well. Uh, we are on update version number four. Those are there for life. Uh, we update Telegram about uh, uh, every day. Okay. And um, the course, before, the 12-week course. Oh, I've got to show you. What haven't I shown you? So if you go to alpishpatel.com forward slash here, you'll come to this. Okay, excuse the very sort of in-your-face landing page. I was told by my IT designers that's how you do it. Big stars, uh, big hurry, because uh, if you want people to take action, you have a big yellow box with an arrow pointing at it, they told me. And I said, okay, not much room for subtlety. And they said, no, this is the bloody internet, mate. No room for subtlety at all. Um, the reason it's 25 at a time, because it's me who's going to do it. My last webinar was on the trading side was, I think, in January. So you can see it's a bit infrequent. Um, and that's it. Uh, we are going to raise the prices, Michael. I don't know when. Uh, and we've raised the prices before. And I'm afraid we're going to do it again, um, only because uh, it's a bit like uh, Bitcoin. As supply and demand changes, so do we. Okay, uh, you can do a split pay as well, and it's right there. And there's VAT if you're in the United Kingdom. If you're in the EU, there isn't. Uh, that's the legal changes recently. And if you're in the US or outside the UK, there is no VAT. So that's only if you're in the United Kingdom, I'm afraid. There is uh, a VAT, but that's all right. You don't mind a bit of value-added tax, do you? Because you make it all back is the idea. Um, if you go to pitsfrater.com, um, I'll show you the 12-week course and I'll show you the materials we have there. I want all my apprentices to join me on LinkedIn. All right, that's LinkedIn. I want all my apprentices to be part of that. Um, okay, uh, here it is. I want all the apprentices to be part of it because then you'll be able to, you know, you're more part of the community. I want it to be a community, okay? And um, we're going to do a, a, a probably either a Discord, I think a Discord page, not Facebook. Um, and you might say, why not Facebook? Everybody's on Facebook. Why Discord? Actually, Discord allows you to share documents and stuff. That's why. So it's probably going to be Discord as a community. But anyway, I want all my apprentices to be on, uh, join me on LinkedIn. Only apprentices for the moment, please, because I'm getting absolutely swamped and bloody inundated if it's not just apprentices. And the idea is I'll be your mentor as well, and you'll have calls with me. There's a 12-week course and a 30-day one, a 30-day one. You don't have to take that time to do it, and you don't have to do the course. You can just download the indicator and the materials. But the idea with this is, like any mentor, I want you to be a, 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 an absolute genius in and know everything. And I've broken it down very structured, week one, there you see week two. You can do it quicker if you want, but the reason I've said 12 weeks is that people like timelines, okay? Ah, uh, oh, Perimalasi, what does Selma stand for? Yes, Selma stands for S for stop losses, E for entry, 
L is for limit orders, i.e. take profit, which if you're a beginner, you'll have a limit order, remember I said. M is for money management. In other words, your position size is limited to uh, the stop loss distance from entry. Uh, M is for mind mind management as well, which means we're following a process so we don't trade on emotion. And A is for adding to winners. I give webinars every Saturday to my apprentices, 10 a.m. on stop losses, uh, 11 on entries, one o'clock on limit orders, two o'clock on money management, three o'clock on trading psychology, four o'clock on adding to winners. And they're recorded, so don't worry, you won't miss it. And you can email me through those as well. And you've got WhatsApp we do for apprentices as well. Um, uh, uh, and uh, so all of those things are there uh, uh, in place for you. And I think we've created an amazing uh, uh, thing as a result. We've got a little online community as well where you can see all the questions everybody's asked and all my answers uh, and our latest views as well on the community and what we're looking at, what we're focused on. The reason for XRP, by the way, is because I do happen to uh, hold Ripple. Okay, so this allows you to look over my shoulder and we look over your shoulder because you send us what you're looking to trade and we look over it. So this was done this morning uh, and shared with our community of what we're focused on. This is not our historic. This is what we are looking at right now for the next signal. So you can see what we are particularly focused on. Might not be the only thing, but it at least gives you um, a, a good idea. And like I said, um, I don't have a problem with cryptos uh, trading them because they go nicely up and down. The, the reason I particularly like um, cryptos to trade, it's a very simple reason. Uh, because uh, they're still quite new, the trends tend to be, I'm going to give you a generalization now, they tend to be, but not always, a little bit smoother. Uh, and the DAX, for some reason, they tend to be a little bit smoother. These are all very important points when you're picking what to trade. Okay, I'm going to give a shout out as you sign up. Please give me a get, let me know. Uh, Wayne, thank you very much. That's gone through. Martine, it's gone through as well. I can see that. Um, it just says Armstrong. That's probably your surname. But yes, thank you. I'm very excited you're on board as well. I'm glad. Uh, that you're on board. Um, this is sort of a bit of a summary of, of all of it together, I guess. Let me know any questions I've missed. Uh, okay, just let me know uh, if I've missed anything that I've not answered, because I know you had some questions from earlier on, and now I've forgotten what those questions were. Duh. So let me know uh, any of those questions. No ongoing charges. All upgrades are included uh, for life. Okay, my life, but there you go. Uh, but actually, we've got a team. So the upgrades will continue even after my life because it's a company. Uh, let me know anything I've missed at all um, as well. And uh, what am I doing on Sterling? Yeah, let me just have a look. Either way about, there you go. That's my view on Sterling. That's where it is. So Sterling's fallen even more. One th one, it's at the lowest it's been since we started the webinar. So that's important. Oh, wait, binary options. No, don't do it. Binary options could have been honest, but no broker in the world has chosen to be honest with binary options. Now, you might say, wait a minute, IG Index are honest. They don't rip you off. Their binary options offering really stacks the odds so much against you. So, yes, this can be used for it. But if you're going to use the broker to binary options, make sure it's an FCA regulated one. Or, uh, But wait, I think you're in America. So how are you getting access to binary options? Just clarify that for me. I'm getting worried. Email me. You're an apprentice, so email me. EV, charting software. Um, Free. Uh, you know, when I wrote my column in the FT, I would show people 
free pieces of software because I wanted to save them money. And this is free. This is M uh, MT4. It's free. It's broker independent and it's free. Many brokers offer it. It's broker independent. It's completely free. So why not use something free? It's got all the indicators you want, MACD, Momentum, uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. So why pay for it? You know, there's these people trying to charge you subscriptions for software. You don't need it. Okay, Dan, does this have to be used with MT4 for software and which MT4 broker includes stock? Oh, we can send you all the brokers for stocks. Um, but you don't have to do stocks. In fact, I prefer you didn't. I'd actually rather you did indices and currencies because they're more liquid and they're easier. Okay. Um, like the NASDAQ. Um, but yes, MT4, uh, it, it's an indicator it's software which sits on MT4. Why on MT4? Because MT4 is free and ubiquitous, two key characteristics. If I said, oh no, you've got to keep paying a subscription fee for all the live data, then you'd have another cost. I don't want you to have another cost. I do not want you to have another cost, my friend. Um, that's why I don't do it that way. Uh, uh, who else? Thanks. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, wow. Michael, since 2017. Drop me an email. Let's um, touch base again. I'm delighted. I'm delighted. I'm delighted. Nadex. I don't know them. Can I look into it, Wade, and just double check the regulator for you? Um, I'm your mentor, so it's my obligation and duty to just check, uh, which which I don't know Nadex. So I'll have a look. Helen, uh, on Tuesday was about investing and today is a different community. All about Exactly, Helen. It's not a lame question at all. You're right. There's two types of investing in the market. There's trading, which, as you saw, we hold for a day and get out, you know, in and out, in and out. And why do people trade? Because they should make more than when they're investing. And investing, which was the Wednesday webinar, is about buying and holding for prices to go up over a 12-month period. Um, and I do both. Why do I do both? I do trading because let's have let's say my investments are too slow to go up. Let's say the stock market for a year has a bad year. Then at least I've got my trading. And let's say I have a bad day in the office in trading. Then at least I've got my long-term investments in whatever it is, PayPal, Microsoft, or whatever. So you're absolutely right, Helen, and you're right to ask that question. Uh, thank you, Charles. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Fahim, uh, who would you say is your closest competitor in this trading market? Um, there's fake competitors. In other words, and it's a brilliant question, Fahim. I'll tell you who the fake competitors are. There are people who... Um, are trying to sell you software at subscriptions, so software vendors. And the problem with that is if you're not managing capital assets, what the hell do you know about trading? And why, if you've got such great software, do you not use it to manage capital, right? Why? So they're software vendors, and they tend to be IT geeks, and they're not good, okay? They're not good at giving an outcome. And I'll give you an example. There's one which um, a lot of brokers use they they give the, and they say oh this is a head and shoulders oh this is a rising triangle it has a 65 percent chance of being right um, and if you actually go and follow those signals and there's a reason the brokers give those through that independent third party you lose money and the broker will make money it's as simple as that uh ryan um uh not in the past year ryan not in the past year but email me and we'll make sure you've got all the links the username and password and everything else so no worries ryan at all let's get you back up to speed um and so that's one category the other category is the the people who are uh footballer you know sort of they don't actually do this for a living and suddenly they think that a few trend lines uh and triangles makes them traders that worries me because they're dangerous they're dangerous fools okay so that's another category and then i'd say the other category is 
um, and this is why we're blowing it all out of the market. We're blowing all these people out of the market. Um, they're the people who will say, hey, use my brokerage to trade through and pay me a month. And they're basically trying to make you lose money because they get the kickbacks from the broker for each client that opens an account for everybody who trades. Uh, and for everybody who loses money, they get a share of those. So their incentive is to make sure you lose money. My incentive is to make sure you make money because if you don't bloody make money, we don't have um, the IPO. It's as simple as that. We don't have the IPO. Um, uh, yeah, I can go back to sterling New Zealand dollar. Wait a second, uh, Louise. There it is now. Ooh. Yeah, it's the lowest it's been since we started the webinar. Um, and you can see why I like starting. Oh, this is a great point, Louise. Thank you. You can see there are clearly some trades. Oops, trade patterns. Come back, Alpesh. There are clearly some trade patterns where the trends are smoother than others. Okay, you can see with this, it is smoother. Okay, how smooth that is. That's not me. I'm not manipulating the market. It's just smoother. This went up and went down, but it's still smoother right? And that's what we're looking for. Trade selection is key. The indicator stays the same. Momentum and what it's looked for stays the same. But there are certain things like uh, sterling US dollar is always going to be more volatile. It's always going to be more volatile because every single major bank in the world is going back and forth on it. Whereas sterling New Zealand dollar, guess what? Very few people are actually trading it relatively. And therefore, the trends tend to be smoother. There's not the volatility around it. Um, yeah, Fahim, no worries at all. No, no, no. Of course, my friend, there's no worries. You let me know. Uh, any other questions? Um, if I've missed anything? Um, no, absolutely. Uh, I know I understand. I understand. And that's completely fine. Fahim said, to be honest, I want to learn and understand trading and donate my profits. Does computer speed, internet speed, etc. Um, not nowadays. It did 20 years ago. Now, even if you've just got a regular, um, not quite dial up but a regular household retail broadband connection, it's fine, the speed. This is not hyper-fast trading because we can't do hyper-fast trading. Why? Well, let me put it this way. Look at how long this trade was. Oh, by the way, this is another critical factor. Fahim, you've reminded me of something incredibly important. Any good trading strategy should be such that the window of opportunity to enter the trade, so the signal comes there. Let's say you were sleeping. Let's say you weren't at home. Should be ample, ample, time to get in see how the price is still near the entry and then it drops so the point is we're not doing hyper fast where you've got to bite this second get out the next second it shouldn't be like that it shouldn't ever be like that what should trading should be like instead what trading should be like instead is that there's ample time to buy there's ample time to get in it should not be oh you've got to do it this very second okay uh, and that's what i want to get uh, across to people that this was created with real humans in mind, not people with supercomputers, not people who are screen slaves. Why? Because it was created for my staff initially. And then Bhikkhu from Barclays said, well, why don't you just use that to spin it out to more people? Um, trading is, I would say, Fahim, harder than investing. Anybody would tell you that. But that's why the rewards are greater. Otherwise, everybody trading and not investing. Did a Okay, so it all fits in. Um and yeah, if there's any questions, if I missed anything at all, I feel there's something I've missed. I feel there is something I've missed um, that I haven't said, and I can't remember what the hell it is. But let me know if there's anything that comes to mind that I might have missed, okay, um, as well. Uh, just just let me know. Um, for those of you who don't want to sign up, and there is a sort of a free um, taster, okay? You might have come across the free taster on trading-champions.com. It doesn't obviously include the software or anything, but it's got some of the educational material. Let's give you a nice little free taster on there. Um, and that's trading-champions.com. 
Okay. And like I said, it's to give you a free taster uh, because I want people to learn. You know, I've got a campaign to teach people about finance and the markets. So there's a free, like, obviously the free stuff isn't good as the, you know, there isn't mentoring included and all the rest of it. But I tell you what is in there. Where's it gone? Where are you, Mr. Patel? Um, there's a whole load of free books that I've added, which you will like, I am sure. Okay. So if you do the free taster on trading-champions.com, uh, I promised you some free books uh, and they're there. Look, you will see, especially if you want a career in hedge funds, you will see that, but you will see uh some free books he says they're in here they're in here and they've got some great titles um and so there's a whole bunch of free books there um fahim no uh intellectual property protection is done through confidentiality um not through i've not gone through the bother of a patent um partly because it probably would work in the us not in the uk the best way to keep a secret is that we we use the coca-cola approach coca-cola isn't patented uh, it's, it's recipe is not even copyrighted. It's just kept secret. That's the best way. So it, it's encrypted. Um, the underlying code is encrypted, is what I'm saying. It's, it's encrypted. Uh, but no, you're probably right. There are ways of patenting the approach, but we haven't gone into all of that. To be honest, I don't think it'd make a difference to anything. I don't think. I might be wrong. Um, so I focused on that. Oh, Steve, brokers. Yeah, Um FCA regulated brokers, which I don't have an issue with, uh, FXCM in the UK, don't have a problem with, they're FCA regulated, I've met them and I've met all of this, these brokers, okay, ETX, uh, I don't have a problem with, IG spreads can be a bit wide, CMC spreads can be a bit wide, uh, but I don't have a problem with them, um, InterTrader, they do straight through processing, I know the CEO, if you have problems with this, you know, if you're a mentor, if you're an apprentice, you've got a problem with broker, let me know and I'll speak to them, won't necessarily mean it'll make a difference, but it usually should do, uh, at the very least, okay, thank you all very much, I better go, because it's, I've gone on a way too long, um, uh, where's the bloody books, uh, Little Book of Hedge Funds, there's one of the books, okay, um, it's there, let's just preview as a student, Okay, so you'll be able to see the book even better than that. You should be able to, there it is, there it is. There's the little book of hedge funds. So there's a whole bunch of these that I put on Nouriel Rubini. If you don't know who he is, he's worth li bloody listening to uh, uh, in the hedge fund industry. Okay, Anthony Scaramucci, you might have heard of him. <laughs> he's a hedge fund manager. People don't know this. I know it sounds like he's, he's an idiot, but he's actually not. He wrote this ages ago. Uh, anyway, so there's a whole bunch of books. I think I've added about 10. Don't hold me to that. I'm going to be adding more and more of these books, uh, free books for you to download uh, in there um, as well, okay? Because I want you to learn uh, more and more. So that's over there. And like I said, I thought I put more up there, but I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see uh, where they are. Um uh, okay, guys, I'm going to go if there's no other questions. Everybody who signed up, thank you very much indeed. Uh, I also want to say a big thank you to there's there's Andy, uh, Nikesh, thank you to you. Bridget, thank you very much. Uh, Michelle, thank you very much. Thank you. No, I will send you an email straight away. Uh, is this the source of the 10 you mentioned? Uh, sorry, Harvinda, could you explain what you mean? Um, oh, you mean, is this one of the 10 algorithms in the hedge fund that we use? Yes, this is one of the 10. Uh, uh, 
uh, the, the, exactly correct. One of the 10. I think that's what you meant. I think that's what you meant. Um, let me know if it's not. Thank you all very much. Big shout out to everybody who started up. I will speak to you on the other side. You're going to get an email with the login details so you can start downloading it. And we can start today. We can start now. Okay. If uh, once you download it, um, you'll get an email from me. And who knows? Maybe you'll start going short sterling straight away. The markets have been quite good in that regard because they've been moving a bloody lot. Thank you very much, Mr. Tesla. Now slightly off its lows, but we're still short, so we're fine. Um, but um, yeah, and sterling US dollar at the lowest it's been since I started the webinar. So that's always a good indication, isn't it? Um, our exports will be cheaper at least. Oh, 10 books. Yes, Havinda. Exactly correct. Trading-champions.com. Um, and you'll see it in there. And uh, it might be more than 10, actually. Uh, and, and and it's updated regularly. So I'm going to be adding more uh, on there as well. Uh, I've just started doing that. I've just started doing that. And I'm going to be adding more um, trading and investing books and, and, and good ones. I don't mean rubbish ones. I mean, like I just showed you, you know, Nural Rubini type ones. Um, and they're good reads. And, and uh, to be honest, from that alone, you're probably I'm going to put a, my aim is to put by in the next month about a thousand pounds worth of uh, quality trading and investing books on there, a thousand pounds worth. And by the end of this year, probably closer to about five thousand pounds worth. It helps that trading and investing books are bloody expensive. Uh, so yeah, no, um, because you know the least I can do is share the knowledge of books. Okay, right. Listen, guys. Really, I'm going to go now. I want to thank you all. I'm going to stop the share. Uh, there we go. You can see me now. I want to thank you all for being on here. And uh, I'm going to get a move on. Um, yes, the shorts are still there, uh, Michelle, on sterling. Uh, Tesla, yeah, still short. Sterling Canadian dollar and sterling US dollar. Well, obviously, it's pretty much one trade, isn't it? Sterling, which is getting punished uh, rather than the other ones. But it at least allows us to diversify between those pairs. Um, what are we still on Bitcoin? Uh, it's, it's it's long. Did, was that... I can't remember. Were we short or were we long before? Uh, whatever it is, it's long at the moment. Um, I think I said long earlier, didn't I? Let me just share the screen with you. So you, it'll probably refresh your memory. It's long at the moment. That's not a long-term long. I don't want to be long-term long. I mean, got long-term positions on some cryptos, um, but I'd rather be trading it, you know, you know, where it goes. Whoops. There we go. Where it goes. Why can't I move it across? There's the long. And there was the short. Okay, well, the short was a bit of a waste of time because it just went sideways. And then the long, okay, fine, good, good. And that's how it is. All right, thank you very much. It's to give you structure and it's to give you discipline and it's to make your life easier. And I'm grateful to all the people who over the years have given me support, like Pat Arbor, who was in the book and uh, chairman of the Chicago Bill of Trade, who went through this, looked at it and made sure, yes, methodologies and successful trading strategies, successful trading strategies. So I'm grateful to those people who've mentored me and supported me to be able to get this stage, including the investors in my hedge fund and the people who, like like Pat, who um, without access to him, wouldn't have these kind of endorsements. Thank you all very much. I'm going to go now. Um, so thank you.